in a world where Mad Lab Theater. What are you doing? Making the Mad Lab ad for Cinema Wheeler Tay. Oh, here's my other one. Susan thought it was just another day, and then she met Mad Lab. Why don't you just say that Mad Lab is the new works theater in downtown Columbus, featuring hilarious comedies, powerful dramas, improv with FFN, the annual Young Writers Festival, and the longest-running shorts festival in central Ohio, Theater Roulette. That sounds pretty awesome, especially when I do it over the Star Wars theme. Star Wars is always a good choice. Mad Lab, the original. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit us at madlab.net. To another episode of Cinema Wheeler Tay. It's Sean, Tony, and Scott yet again. Hello. Hey, hello. Hey, and today we're going to go uh, slightly off course a bit from what we normally talk about, although it's still very much a relevant and related topic to what we, you know, to movies. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, uh, aware, Scott, Tony, and I uh, spent a week in Orlando uh, this month mm-hmm. and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we're able to visit all of the parks for the Walt Disney World Resort, like all four parks as well as Universal yeah. Studios. Mm. So we'd like to kind of share our impressions and thoughts and and our experiences with you uh, with regards to that because we, uh, you know, I loved Disney World. Um, I, this is probably my fifth or sixth time. I'm not ashamed that as a 39-year-old man to say that. <laughs> but... Uh, I just want to discuss it, kind of give our impressions of it, and hopefully maybe it's something that piques your interest and makes you want to go down and see it. You know, we're not going to really talk too much about the expenses and stuff like that of budgeting. That's not really, like, It's not like a Disney planning. Exactly. Project. It's not going to be that. It's more like, yeah. like our take on the what we liked in the parks, what we didn't like. So if you happen to visit, these might be things you might want to take a look at. Um, it's basically a review. Mm-hmm. Um so I'd like to start with Tony because Tony, this is your very first time going down to Orlando into the parks specifically, especially the Disney parks. Uh-huh. I kind of wanted to, before we get into your thoughts on what you experienced, what was your impression of the parks going into it? Uh, what, what were, did, did it? Um, you mean like my expectations? Yeah, or? maybe not so much expectations, but like, was there anything that's like that? going into it, you had a certain impression of it that might have changed after going there, maybe. Well, I mean, I'd seen so many stock videos and footage of what Disney World and Disneyland looked like, both, you know, in the 60s when Walt was still around, and then, you know, I remember there there were many episodes in the 90s when sitcoms would go to Disney for a special episode, things like mm-hmm. that. So yeah. I'd, get, I'd get to see Disney through their eyes, um, but I'd never actually been there myself. So I kind of have, you know, and you can always Google images of Disney and stuff, so I kind of had a idea of, of what I thought it would be like or, or thought it would look like. Um, but, you know, nothing is as it ever seems. But honestly, the parks are fantastic. I mean, they're beautifully themed. Uh, 
they're just like these incredible new worlds that you go into, and I really enjoyed them. The only thing I, I can say that it was probably different from what I would, I thought is just the size. You know, when you see the parks on movies or documentaries and things like that, they just film it in a way that it looks huge, that it looks like it's on 20 acres of land. And then you get in there, and it's really no bigger than like an amusement park mm -hmm. in terms of space and um, how it's laid out. So that was kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, this isn't as as large as it looks, as, you know, in the videos. But other than that... It was beautiful. I mean, the weather was nice, and we were there, too, so. Yeah, I'd like to add a couple of things to what you said, too. It's like, uh, A, this January and February is a great time mm -hmm. to go to Disney. If you don't have kids, because if you have kids, it's going to be impossible to get them out of school to go down. But if you don't have kids and you've always wanted to go down there, January and February are perfect times to go. Number one, it's not nearly as crowded as it is at their peak seasons. This is completely, this is as close to an off-season as Disney gets, so if you have a chance to go in January and February, those are great times. Also, Florida's not as humid at that point. Mm -hmm. It's temperate. It's like in the 70s and 80s, mm -hmm. great weather. Yeah. You go further into the summer, it's going to be suffocating. So you're dealing with crowds and heat simultaneously. So Not a good combo. No. Uh, and I also agree with you on... on um, like the size different they did a great job of marketing yeah. it and a great example is the hotel we stayed in which was the disney all-star movies resort which is a great like low budget disney hotel in the resort area but don't get us wrong it is a nice hotel it I mean, is it was clean it was reasonably priced two things i look for when i'm in <laughs> yeah. a hotel um you know it was nice it's affordable too like mm -hmm. it's not one of the resort the more like luxurious yeah. places it's like it's it's a it's a perfect place for you to go it's in not a hilton but no it's yeah. not no it's not um but a great example is like they have a fantasia themed pool outside mm -hmm. at this resort and the picture made it look like luxurious yeah, like they like had huge. the sorcerers like mickey and the sorcerer's <laughs> apprentice standing there and this magnificent wave of water riding over the pool and you get there, and it's it's a fun pool, but it doesn't look nearly as magnificent as it does in the photo. And then on the opposite end, the part of the movie resort that we stayed in was, get ready for this, folks, the Mighty Ducks <laughs> 2, because that movie's still relevant. Man, uh, we did not luck out in the area of our theming, because at the at the All-Star Movie Resort, they had like six options where you could stay, and you don't really have the choice of where you stay. You just exactly. get a room. Yeah. But there and was... I'm just teasing. I guess I would cut, caught me off guard, because... No, it was it was terrible. We got the Mighty Ducks. Like, we didn't get Dalmatians or Fantasia, all these great properties, and we got stuck with... Which, they're terrible movies, by the way. I never liked the Mighty Ducks franchise. I mean, putting it out there. It's a controversial stance, but... Yeah, that's the theming of our... our part of the All-Star Movies Resort was very... Especially considering what else there could be. I mean, it could be Mary Poppins. It could be... Other that would have been fantastic. Yeah. I yeah. had a lot of ideas. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, or, I mean, the ones that we saw, 101 Dimensions, uh, Toy yeah. Story, Fantasia... Mm -hmm. um, uh, was there other oh, love bug? Yeah, classic yeah. Disney. Yeah, classic Disney. Uh, Mighty Ducks is not one of the classics. Things. It's just the outlier. Yeah. It is. Uh, we stayed in a great hotel uh, before called the Pop Century Resort, yes. which is themed by decades. So you have a seventies, eighties, and nineties, and they oh, that's it's cool. it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's the exact same type of hotel that we stayed in. Yes, but it's just different theming slightly. Yeah. Uh, one thing about the resort areas that I I love. 
like staying I, th- I really recommend staying in the resort because you feel connected to everything as you're there uh, when you get in uh, the TVs are set to a station that shows you the, the, the park hours for each individual park mm-hmm. the magic bands that you get they have access to everything so all you have to do to check into these hotels is just to use your magic yeah. band check mm-hmm. into the door and you're in which is like a watch it's kind yeah. of like a yeah. rubber fancy watch type yeah. thing it, yeah, it, it's it's a great yeah. It's exactly it's kind of like a watch oriented thing mm-hmm. and and uh, it, it's so convenient. I thought. Oh, absolutely! You can even connect that to your credit card. So then, while you're at the parks, you don't actually have to bring a credit card. You could just hold your watch up to the register, and it links it, and mm-hmm. you could pay for your transaction. Yeah. So that's really cool too. You get your own uh, personalized color. Yep, and they even uh, engrave your name in it. Yeah. They Which do. I, like. I thought yeah. that was a nice touch. And you keep it after you're done. Like yeah. after you're done, you can keep it as a souvenir. Uh, it has the Mickey thing, which is cool. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's that's simple. the that's the um, transmitter of information. Is the Mickey. And you can also get transportation from these resorts by bus. Um, they have buses to all the parks, all the attractions, the two water parks, Disney Springs. So anywhere in the park, there's a bus, so you don't have to drive. And they take your way up to the, the front of the park, too, so... Exactly. that way, so... One thing I'll say about Disney in general is that it's ultra, ultra efficient. Yes. I mean, it's Absolutely. almost scary how efficient it is. And everyone is genuinely nice. Like, they really go out of their way. You're paying a lot of money to go there, so you expect that, but they really do deliver on that area mm-hmm. and on front. It's jarring when there's the, the occasional lapse in that because mm-hmm. they're so used to it being we efficient. A, we had, uh, when we were at Epcot... We were in the Paris section, and we went into the bakery to get some desserts, and we had a Disney staff member yell at us. <laughs> that really kind of caught me off guard, because I'd been treated and so nicely all week. In fact, staff staff members were calling me princess. <laughs> so to, have, to have this girl in, in France, of all the countries, in Epcot snap at me, I didn't... I, that, I was like, uh, what? Did they go over it? No. No, that was the only moment I can remember yeah. myself that, that was... And it little... was an unjustified... Yeah, someone cut us in line, and there was... We were just trying to get over to the side of the bakery, because so it was split in two... It was, like, split in two lines, either, like, sweets, which is what we wanted, or yeah. bakery, like, sandwiches, baguettes, things like that. And, yeah, she was, like, mm-hmm. yelling at us. Wow, I, I was not present for this no. uh, this uh, no. experience, so that's terrible. I, I Hopefully you caught I the cast I, member's name. <laughs> I did not. I did yeah. But uh, I think we could start talking about the... the the first park that we went to is just that Disney's Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Which is, um, for all intents and purposes, a zoo with rides, I would say. Mm-hmm. But it's not a zoo in the traditional sense. Uh, well, it is in the traditional sense, but they do, I think they do some cool stuff with the zoo idea, um, like the safari um, and uh, the way they present some of the animals and some of the exhibits. So. Um, uh, we could talk about those specifically in depth. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a, actually a very accurate de- depiction. Of animal, it's like a zoo on steroids, essentially, is what it is. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's a glorified zoo, is what I said. Yeah, yeah. it's a glorified, glorified zoo. zoo. Yeah. Um, my overall impression of the Animal Kingdom is, in a vacuum, I think it's an excellent park in and of itself. Like if you were going to like Cleveland or something, and that was the only park there, it would be a great park. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I think in comparison to the other parks. It only comes up short in comparison to them, but it also feels like more of a half-day park than a full-day park. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you can cover most of the main attractions within mm-hmm. a Four short period, hours, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and get your fill. Um, 
but I liked what I saw in that on that note. Like mm-hmm. I did enjoy yes. uh, what I actually did experience. I think the highlight for that for me is probably the the Kilimanjaro. I probably butchered that, but the safari ride, Kilimanjaro safari. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, well, that's a wonderful. I think that's the highlight um, of the park because you you go you take a uh, you essentially go on a, a a safari basically yeah um, for lack of a better term but I mean it's a lot of the animals are staged depending on how <laughs> predatory they are yeah or dangerous they are um, but you go through and uh, you have a tour guide just like the Jungle Cruise mm-hmm. um, but they don't they're more um, they more stop it and then say, I hope we see, oh, if you look there, they kind of direct mm-hmm. you to where the animal mm-hmm. might be. Yeah. And, uh, the, the safari was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, you really felt like you were in Africa. Yes. Especially when they got you into that, that mainland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it was very open. And, of course, I love seeing the giraffes and yes. the zebras. And I really enjoyed seeing more of the African exotic yes. type of, of animals that you don't see every day at a zoo. Um and the weather was beautiful that day when we went. I mean, it was just ideal. Yes. Uh, and the safari, they have you in, in like, kind of like the pseudo-giant, like, limo version of, like, a safari jeep. Yeah. And it was really cool. And it had, it didn't have any, uh, the windows were knocked out so you could feel the breeze as you drove by. And it was a really nice, really nice ride. Yes. You know, it was enjoyable to see the animals. And you felt very safe, even though there were a couple moments where some animals got pretty close to the jeep. Um, you felt really safe and kind of connected with nature. And even yes. though you were sharing this car with at least 30, 40, maybe different yeah. people, you really felt like you were on your own kind of journey in in a way. Yeah, uh, I would definitely recommend Fast Pass on this. It's a very yeah. popular ride. So mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine what you would use. I, right. I think it's the only ride that we experienced there that uh, Fast Pass is. Is, right is by far the one that you need to use it for. one thing we'll say too is like the time of year that we went allows yeah. us to not have to use fast passes nearly as much as if it yeah. was like at a peak season mm-hmm. where that comes in handy but if you had to use a fast pass at the at animal kingdom certainly this would be one of the one of the ones you definitely want to mark down yeah uh, one thing i loved about that is like you're really out in the open with those animals too because there's the, there was a one moment where the giraffe was walking right towards us yes, I mean. yeah. yeah which was beautiful because oh. it's uh just magnificent to be that close to these animals mm-hmm. um i think in general that disney does extraordinarily well with their parks is that it's not just the attraction the whole park is like a whole in terms mm-hmm. of theming yeah, and you feel you're like you're immersed in this little world for yes. those, that many hours. It's they do a fantastic job with the little details in that park, and they have the music going, and mm-hmm. uh, they have different sounds, music that's inspired by whatever part of the park you're in. Mm-hmm. You know, within each park, there are individual little yeah um, sub parks. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. so depending on what park you're in, whatever that theming is, the music matches that theme, and a lot of times the smells match as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, if you were in um, Pioneerland, which is in the Magic Kingdom, some of the smell was like wood and sawdust, and you know, made you feel like you were mm-hmm. in a, a western. Yeah. So I really like that. I thought that was really nice. Um, in Animal Kingdom, aside from food. I don't really remember having great smells, except for at the safari, or if you were close 
mm-hmm. looking through some of those walk-through um, animal spots. It didn't smell in a bad way. Like, it didn't smell bad like No, animals. no. It had kind of a distinct smell. Like, I think it's divided into, like, different sections. Like, there's an Africa section. There's an Asia section. Yes. It's, it's kind of has those basic themings. And there's a dinosaur section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention, too, we were talking about walking through, is that there was this one lady. I think she was of Indian descent. I think she represents India. And she was teaching people how to yes. dance, mm-hmm. like like almost like a Bollywood style almost. Yeah. This lady, we went past her several times throughout the day in the park. She had a smile on her face the whole time. She was working extraordinarily hard. I think she might have been the hardest working cast member that I saw mm-hmm. at Disney. They call them yeah. cast members there, any of their employees. And I was just really impressed because she was dancing all day. I mean, yeah. literally dancing all mm-hmm. day. Yeah, she was. Um, also, let's not forget about the funny moment where uh, your dad got pooped on. He did. Yes. My my father, who's been a guest <laughs> on this podcast, had that unfortunate incident, I'm sure. That, that's the bird. That was that bird center. It follows into the tradition of many of our family members being pooped on yes. at Disney World. My Uncle Gary experienced that in the, the 80s. The, the, <laughs> this is the first time it was a Disney land, uh, authenticated bird. Yeah, it was. It was sanctioned by Disney. So it was official Disney poop. I like to say, I, I, a lot of the things that I enjoyed at, at Wild Animal Kingdom is there's a lot of walkthrough, um, like Gorilla Adventure you go through, and you, uh, I don't think it's Gorilla Exploration or something, Discover Grill. I don't know what the name of it is. Yeah. Uh, but you go in and you can see a bunch of different animals, not just gorillas, but at the end of it, you see the gorilla family. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really cool. And there's also in Asia, you get to see Komodo Dragon. There's a similar one um, where you see a lot of animals associated with you know, the Asian continent. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, those are fun as well. Plus, in Asia, they had the monkeys out in the open, and you can watch them, and they're actually quite entertaining to watch. They are, yeah, they and they are. swing yeah, constantly. They swing, on. and they're actually doing... Because a lot of animals, let's face it, are sleeping, <laughs> especially mm-hmm. the big cats. You're not going to see them moving around a lot. Yeah. Um, but uh, the monkeys are an entertaining bunch. Uh, you guys, speaking of Asia, also went on uh, one of the most popular attractions in the park, which is Expedition Everest. I didn't go on. Yes. I have a fear of dropping, full confession. So, like, anytime there's a high, a fast drop on any ride, I tend to avoid it. Mm-hmm. But what did you guys think of that? I, I'd like to get your oh, take on I that. Oh, I thought it was a great roller coaster. I loved it. Yes, I did. It, the theming is great. Uh-huh. You feel uh, like you're in some sort of... Like, Arctic. Yeah. Like... And it has the, the Yeti thing. Yeah. And, uh, and there's also, uh, they're kind of like these little dark cave, you know, like tunnel yes. things. There's a couple of them that you go through. And when you're down in there, you can feel cold air blowing on you. Yeah. So it makes you feel like you're, you know, inside of a mountain. Yeah. You know, just those little details and little touches were really nice. But uh, that ride was a lot of fun. Yeah. The visuals on it were neat. The theming. Uh, it, there's one moment where, spoiler alert, it looks like the track is yeah. off the track. It looks like the track's mm-hmm. broken, and then you end up going, you know, like backwards. Go backwards. Yeah. yeah, and then you get, connect on another track. It's really fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is, uh, I, it's amazing that they're able to stop the train, because you do, yeah. the trains do go through, rather, I don't know how they coordinate it logistically. It's rather impressive, because you mm-hmm. do stop at one point. Uh, several times you stop. Yeah. The train stops, and you, you watch a video or you'll go backwards and stuff. Um, Something will happen. But there's not one big drop, so if you're looking for a big drop, it's not. It's more you get to the top and then you just kind of gradually make your way down through yeah. turns and stuff. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, if you're a fan of like Big Thunder Railroad, it's probably 
maybe a little bit more intense than that, but it's in the same same kind of same kind of ride. Yeah, I've heard only good things about that ride. And I always love the design because it looks yeah. like uh, Mount Everest, and yes. you know it has yeah. that. It kind of covers over a good bulk of the park too. It's like one of their marquee. Yes, yeah, it's, like, it's uh, the I know in Disneyland has the Matterhorn, which I went on the, the Matterhorn bobsleds in Disneyland in California. Uh, so I think it's kind of the you know where we're going to do it better. We're going to do Everest bigger than Matterhorn. Yeah, you know so, um, but it's a lot of fun. One yeah, thing, it fun. one thing uh, too. On that note, too, is like uh, there's a marquee uh, icon in the park, which is the Tree of Life, which I think was inspired by the Lion King. Oh yeah, it's in the mm-hmm. center of the park. It's really impressive from afar. Yeah, and you could be tempted to go through it, which is fun. There's a lot of detail, but the downside is you get trapped into going into a film called based on a bug's life called It's a Bug's Life. I mm-hmm. think it's, it's tough to be a bug. Or something. Yeah, tough to be a bug, and yeah, I. I did, we didn't see the film, so we can't vouch for its quality. But if if you just want to look through the tree, we don't recommend waste <laughs> don't waste yeah. your time going just through the tree. Because um, the only thing in the tree is that ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, one ride I did like in, on the dinosaur end was that dinosaur ride. That's a dark ride. Did you guys like the dinosaur ride? I don't remember that. The dinosaur based on the the one in the, the indoor kind of ride where we went through. With the dinosaurs, I am totally drunk. <laughs> I must not have left an impression on me because I don't yeah. remember it. It's the one with oh, the lady from the, the Cosby Show. Felicia Rashad was Felicia in Rashad. that video. Oh, yeah, I remember her in the beginning, <laughs> but I don't remember the ride. Well, it left an impression. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's the review right there. It, like, I mean, it doesn't ring a bell. I remember saying Mrs. Huxtable. Yes. Yeah. I liked that ride, actually. I think it's kind of underrated. I know, uh, I, I just felt like you feel like, it's, it's a ride in which you kind of go back in time with prehistoric dinosaurs, and they're kind of lounging out, out at you yeah. a little bit with animatronics. Oh, yeah, that's probably why I didn't care for it. Yeah. You're, the, there's a story of Iguanodon, you're trying to catch her, get Iguanodon and bring her back to present oh, day. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. now it's... And uh, it's based on the movie Dinosaur. Uh, I think it's a CGI Disney movie, or mm-hmm. is it animated? I don't... I, don't remember it. This is a long time ago. Yeah. I get confused with the Lost Dinosaur, which is a. Which is a <laughs> I know Land Before Time, maybe. Yeah. Which is not a Disney property, but we're, we're going to talk about. Uh, or the TV show Dinosaurs. Yeah, Disney doesn't own the quintessential dinosaur uh, entertainment property. No. The Jurassic Park. So, um, from that perspective, it could be because these these aren't real. These dinosaurs are kind of. A lot of liberties are taken, creative liberties. These aren't yeah. accurate dinosaurs. These are like kind of, you know, there's some T-Rex looking thing that has horns on this. I don't know what it is. <laughs> they aren't like authentic dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> they're kind of like... Uh, yeah. They're not memorable, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they, they are what they are. Um, we also went on a Tortle World ride, I think, near that park too, which yeah. was kind of probably where they had all the cartoony scientists kind of... Yeah, it's like an old uh, fair ride. It looks like a... a it's just, it's just like a small roller coaster. Yeah. You go to the top and you just work your way down. Was uh-huh. that at Animal Kingdom? That was at yeah. Animal Kingdom, yeah. It was, in a, it was called Dinosaur US, Dinosaur Land USA or something like that. It's mm-hmm. mostly a kid-friendly section That's of the right. park. Like, yeah. More like fair theming, I think. It's yes. more like a... Like a a county fair county, type, or yeah. county yeah. fair, or something. Makes you feel like you're at a carnival. Carnival, yeah. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah very much. Course. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, that was a fun ride. Yeah, I mean, we waited. That one ride we kind of waited a long time for. Yeah, we did. It was it was a long wait. Probably not yeah. worth the wait, but it was fun in a That was in probably the longest wait I waited 
Because they were only using one side of the yeah, of the right. ride for whatever reason. That's why it was fun. But as uh, um, if you're spending all day in the park, absolutely, it's probably something that you should consider because there aren't currently there aren't a lot of rides in the Animal yeah. Kingdom. Um, I'm Avatar's gonna be opening up soon, uh, so yeah, I don't know if that will change. It's probably gonna get pretty busy because that's gonna be the new. That's the big opening of the whole parks. Uh, in Orlando is a big Avatar land and busy. I think right. that's this a great year. ride if you have kids. Yes. Or you are a kid. It, I definitely could see how the younger ones would be excited by the, the jerks and kind of making it seem like you're going to fall off the tracks and, and that, that yeah. whole gamut. I think kids would really be excited by that. Um, but it wasn't, you know. I remember we all got off it and I made up a little poem. What did I say? Remember I made <laughs> oh. up like a poem? Your dad and I made up a poem that rhymed. Something, it wasn't good, it wasn't great, it really wasn't worth the wait, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something it was like very that. Susian at the yeah. time, yeah. Uh, that sums up that ride. It does, I, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, we ate at a really good restaurant, I think that just opened, called Tiffin's at the mm-hmm. restaurant, and Scott had mentioned Avatar Land, which I think is opening this year. That restaurant is right next to it. Mm-hmm. I like the restaurant, it's very expensive, I don't think everybody can afford to eat there if you go yeah. to the parks, but... If you can, highly recommend it. I thought the food was excellent. It was very good. The service was wonderful. Uh, it, it was more sort of exotic food that was inspired by um, the Disney Imagineers who actually ventured out to Africa when they were designing Animal Kingdom. And the food was exquisite. It the, was. The interior of the restaurant was nice, too. A lot of the decorations and um, mementos were, were actually real pieces of um, paraphernalia that belonged to the Imagineers, like maps and things like that. And I thought it was really nice inside. The music was also um, inspired by that part of the park, and it was really beautiful. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I thought exactly what you thought. I think I, like uh, the theming in the restaurant was excellent. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It was like a crisscross of all the research that all the Imagineers yeah. had done in the park, and they put it together. So I highly recommend, uh, if you can afford it, to, to eat there at least mm-hmm. once. Uh, so our next park would be probably the cornerstone park of the entire resort area, which would be the Magic Kingdom for, for most people. Like, when you think of Disney World, I think the first image that cops into your head is Cinderella Castle and the Magic Kingdom. Uh, Tony, what was your impression of the Magic Kingdom? Uh, uh, my impression of the Magic Kingdom? Well, I mean, when you first walk in... It's just beautiful. They have the when you get off taking the monorail in is a, is a fun experience. That's mm-hmm. classic Disney. You, you go you through see, the contemporary yes, uh, resort, the, which uh-huh. is, I always like going through that hotel for yeah. some reason. That that's why I like taking the monorail over the ferry. If you drive and park, you can either take the monorail or the ferry. I, I'm a big monorail person because it's more Disney's uh, mm-hmm. vision. But you do go through the contemporary resort. I love the monorail too. I love the design, first of all, just of the monorail because it moves pretty quickly. But it just like yeah. it has that retro futuristic design that that Disney, you know, is like an expert at, you know. And it reminds me of that Simpsons episode with the monorail too. So it was that song about the monorail always pops into my head when that happens. Mm-hmm. So it's just a really cool ride because you just yeah. go on that track all the way and it's efficient and it gets you to the park. And it builds the drama. Absolutely. It builds the it drama. It really does build the drama. And then when you when you finally get there. And you're, right before you're getting in line to enter the park, you know, there's that big welcome to Disney World sign, the happiest place on earth, and then you see the big, like, state building, um, and they're playing uh, instrumental versions of many of the famous 
music from the Disney movies. And and the morning, of course, we had beautiful weather, so it was a sunny, warm morning. There was just something really, it was like, ah, oh, I'm in Disney World. You know, that's kind yeah. of like when it really hits you that you're in Disney World. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, you're walking in through the gates, you get in the park, and then you're strolling up the Main Street, which is decorated. Uh, what time period was the Main Street decorated? I think it's like a turn of the century, like 1900 like a kind St. of Louis vibe. Yeah, of. exactly. Yeah, so, and it's filled with nothing, you know, with shops that you can buy merchandise and stuff in, and you smell freshly popped popcorn and candies that mm -hmm, are being baked, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's sugar, spice, and everything nice. I mean, it's yeah. like the definition of that. And uh, as you continue to, to stroll down uh, Main Street, you can. You, well, you do see the, the Cinderella's castle as soon as you enter, but you start getting closer and closer to it, and um, you know you walk past the castle, and then right after we passed the castle, which was beautiful, we saw the um, Alice in Wonderland teacups, which was always the ride that I wanted to ride if and when I ever went to Disney World, because it's a classic ride you always yeah. see on the commercials, mm -hmm. and I do like Alice in Wonderland, and I have um, personal reasons for loving teacups and yeah. so I wanted to ride the teacups and uh, which we did and it was mm -hmm. so much fun it was my yes. first like, ride in the Magic Kingdom and then right there when you hit the teacups you're kind of like in the heart of it all mm -hmm. you know it's when you really start getting in the park and the decorations and the theming is beautiful um, I loved how all of the the Disney cast members wore clothing that represented whatever part of the park they were in and they even wore clothing that represented the Disney movie that they were in. It was remnant of that movie, um, which I, I just thought was a nice touch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the Magic Kingdom um, is that quintessential Disney park. It's the one park, I think, that really makes you feel like a kid again. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's that's exactly what it is. It's like it's it's the, the most Disney-fied of the four yeah. parks. Um, I like what you said about Main Street because Main Street's an, an area that most people might bypass yeah. immediately to get to the main attractions because Main Street mm -hmm. as an area doesn't really have a lot of the major rides shopping. or attractions yeah. but it is so beautifully mm -hmm. um, rendered you it know is. and there's so much attention to detail that it's nice to just take some time to kind of go through it the three of us kind of did a little bit that day mm -hmm. and I'm really glad we did it because there's so much to see there all these little shops mm -hmm. uh, the turn of the century themes they had a mayor of Main Street yes. come out like this older and guy and he shook my hand yeah, yeah. <laughs> we met the mayor of Main Street in, in the yes. parks I got my mouse ears on Main Street <laughs> it was it was great uh, Fantasyland is obviously the cornerstone of that park, like because Absolutely. it's the first thing you see after Main Street, and it's where all of the classic rides are. Exactly, the princess rides. The the rides, of course, what you think of Disney, mm -hmm. like like uh, I think they have the the Snow White Mine Train there, mm -hmm. which just opened. I haven't, we didn't go on it this time. I've been on it before. It's it's a nice ride. Mm -hmm. um, I would say my favorite in Fantasyland would probably would be Peter Pan's Flight. That might be my favorite attraction in Fantasyland. In Fantasyland, I really I liked Peter Pan's Flight. Yeah. Um, I did like It's a Small World after yes. all. There's uh -huh. something really quirky and offbeat about it, <laughs> and also you know timeless and nostalgic. I mean, yeah. that ride's been around since that park opened. Yes. Um, so I did enjoy that, and it's so intricate. I mean, those animatronics really are remarkable. Mm -hmm. Say what you will about them, you might think they're outdated, and sure, they kind of look that way. But they're well-kept, and it's just really neat. 
You know, I like being in a boat, too. It was fun being on the boat. It is a great message. I mean, it's yeah. like diversity. We're all in it together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but I think that resonates today as much as, it, you know, any time period. So. Absolutely. The song uh, does get you stuck in your head, though, so be prepared to it have does. it in your head. It's a violent earworm, so yeah. you're going to be stuck with it. I, I liked I liked It's a Small World more. I, it had been years since I'd been on the ride, like yeah. probably since the 80s yeah. or 90s. But um, when we went on this time, I really appreciated the attention to detail like Donnie laid out, yeah. which is you're on the boat, it takes its time, mm-hmm. it, it is a yeah. fully rendered ride. The animatronics are terrific for, mm-hmm. especially, and still to this day, I mean, it still looks immaculate when you go there. Um my thing with Peter Pan's flight is, I, I guess I'm not like a huge Peter Pan guy. Like I love, I like the property. I think it's it's a good movie, but I think it's just the experience of pretending you're flying over London. You know, the way that the ride mm-hmm. is designed, where you're flying through yeah. the entire story of the film, it's kind of magical in a way. Yeah, like, yeah. In the it's same a very, way. if it's a very Disney ride, and it's it is in yeah. all the best ways. Yeah. And yeah. It's original ride like. Sm- it's a small world and uh, Dumbo ride. Mm-hmm. You know these are uh, maybe to people today. If you're basing it on you know theme parks in Ohio, which are thrill ride based, uh, because they're only open during the summer, um, that might not be. It might not appeal to you, but if you're a nostalgic junkie, <laughs> you like the, like and you love Disney. You love Disney, yeah. and you just love things that you know. These rides, are, uh, it's more of a, a ride of emotions than mm-hmm. it is a ride of thrill. It's it's more like, man, they may try to make you feel something, you know, about it. I was just going to say that. Yeah. So, The Little Mermaid's ride is in Fantasyland. Yes. Mm-hmm. And as some of you listeners may know, if you've listened to The Little Mermaid podcast, that's, you know, one of my favorite Disney movies, my favorite animated Disney movie. And... Um, Going on that ride, you know, I, I did. I got emotional because it was just like, I know Ariel's not real or anything like that, but when you've loved a character so long and and you, you just go on the ride. And I think for me it was more of hearing the music because mm-hmm. that's what really resonates with with me as an adult now is the music is what makes me nostalgic when I hear part of your world. You know, I think about how many times I used to listen to that and sing it as a little girl and I'm getting kind of like emotional just talking about it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You know, it's just... And again, that's like classic Disney, being able to tap into these deep, almost like dormant emotions that you have. And and it's pure joy, you know, that I'm feeling. It's not sadness or anything like that. It's more nostalgia and joy and and um, comfort, you know. Because mm-hmm. in a way, it was sort of like going home. It was like this song and this character is kind of a part of me. Yeah. You know, I grew up with her. and um, So I really enjoyed that. And I think that that's... A huge reason why adults love going to Disney mm-hmm. is they get to connect again with these old friends they grew up with, and and then when they have kids, they get to share that with their kids, which is a really beautiful thing. Yes, um, you know the Little Mermaid ride itself was was a fun ride. I mean, was mm-hmm. it the best? No. Was it so impressive it blew me away? Mm-hmm. No, but but it was beautiful, and I really did enjoy it. And um, you know, you made you really feel like you were going underwater, which is mm-hmm. fun. And, mm-hmm. yeah. So, that that ride, I think, would, would probably be, I would have to say, is my favorite in the oh, okay. fantasy land. Mm-hmm. I did like It's a Small World, after all, but um, for sentimental reasons. Well, that's probably but, the biggest reason to love anything, is for yeah. sentimental reasons. And you, you get to meet 
Ariel. And I got to meet Ariel. Yeah. I did. She told me I, that I had pretty hair. So, which is a compliment. Well, thank you. Seafaring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hair is important, then. It, it is. It is. <laughs> And right next to that ride, because I love the design of the, I think you call it Ariel's Grotto, where it uh -huh. looks like, I think, who was the prince from Little Prince Mer Eric. It looks just like, like Prince Eric's castle. castle. It's yeah. really well mm -hmm. rendered. Um, right, right next door is the Beast Castle from Beauty and the Beast, uh. which is fantastic, even objectively. I actually really like the, the film Beauty and the Beast, mm -hmm. and the, the castle is an exact replica of that movie to a T. Like, almost Absolutely. every room is rendered directly from the film, and it's it's kind of a magical experience because oh, outside it's sunny. You make your reservations. You can eat yeah. dinner. The food is actually really good by Disney standards. Yeah, I got the yeah. quinoa salad if you go there for yeah. lunch. Get the quinoa. It's great. And I, I, you do want to reserve ahead of time. If I mean, if we have one tip here, because Magic Kingdom doesn't have the options for eating that the other parks do. Yeah. Um, and that's the one that everybody wants to eat at, mm -hmm. so you have to get in there. Guys, it's remarkable yeah. inside. So. The attention to detail, it really looks like the way Bell's, the way that, that I always call it Bell's Castle. It's funny you call it the Beast Castle. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. But I just instantly call it Bell's, because it's hers now. <laughs> but um, it looks just like it does in the movie. It's when you walk into that grand ballroom, um, of course it's like cafeteria style. They have tons of tables and chairs because they have to accommodate for everybody yeah. eating there. But the architecture looks just like that room. And the cool thing is, is that the huge, um, like they're not bay windows, but you know yeah. the huge windows that were at the edge of that in the ballroom. It makes it look like it's dark outside and it's actually snowing. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like fake snow. Yeah. It's like animatronic. I don't know what it is. CGI snow. Yeah. It's super cool though, and it really looks like it's snowing, and mm -hmm. you get this feeling like you're you're sitting in the the grand you know room at night mm -hmm. when it's snowing, just like in the movie, and that there's it's just so magical. And then they have the, um, like a kind of a replica of the West Wing, which was the the beast spot that he went, and you see a rose that looks just like the rose from the movie. They even have it in the crystal case, yeah. and you know the little petal falls off, and I mean just the attention to detail. Yeah, they have another room. I don't know what the other room is. It had pictures in it. Yeah, it was kind of just I think like an extra. It was closed off room. when we first yeah. went there, and then it opened up, and we'd have to walk around. Um, I wanted to eat in that the ballroom anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. They did a great job with all of those rooms, like you said. Like they yeah. have the oh rose placed it out there. The portrait of the beast, which actually yes. changes as as that's lightning right. strikes. Yeah. Uh, that's a beautifully rendered uh -huh. room. Um, and then next door they have uh, Gaston's, like like kind of like a. It's like, called like Gaston's Tavern. Tavern, yeah. Like they that? have a tavern based on Gaston, where they serve that like unique beer. Like yeah. drink or something. I didn't like it. Yeah. I lo well, we'll it's talk about it. It's apple cider yeah. based with a, kind of a mango froth. Yeah, it, it gives you a brain freeze too. Yeah. Like your yeah. brain really starts to hurt. I think hurt. That, yeah, I there are beer good. concoctions that are much better than that. that yeah, we'll talk about. Um, right. Yeah, that we've but, had. Uh, yeah. You do have an opportunity to meet Gaston, mm -hmm. and it's one of the best characters in the in all of the parks to interact with. Yeah, it's just fun, you know. Um, Gaston is Gaston, and you get to play around with him and talk trash to him, and, <laughs> and he's just as arrogant and full of himself as he is in the movie, mm -hmm. so it's a yeah. lot of fun. Just to yeah. even watch people interact with him. One ride, too, uh, that I got to experience was the storybook 
a circus section of the park, which is rendered basically like the circus from Dumbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where they have one of the classic rides, which is the Dumbo, the Flying Elephant. Yes. Uh, they actually have two track. I think they have two rides now. They have two Dumbos, yeah. so that people before there was just one Dumbo, one singular Dumbo ride, and yeah. the lines were like immensely long. And so they kind of added another. Uh, Dumbo, they've added two Dumbos essentially that you can ride on, and they actually give you tickets, so while you're waiting for your place to the line, you can shop in the circus and hang out and play games oh, until you get on. Fun. It was uh, really nice. That ride's that just fun, because nice. yeah. you're flying in Dumbo. Dumbo's actually one of my favorite Disney movies, if I had to say, like, my top five, mm-hmm. like, of the animated, like, even despite the racist stereotypes <laughs> that are in there. I, I think it's a, it's a really fun movie. Uh, um, and then, I mean, we just go into, uh, you go into the Frontierland Liberty mm-hmm. Center. I, I think they're kind of, I mean, I know they're two different things, but they kind of run into each other, and sometimes you might not be aware of your... Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite sections of the park, yeah. is, is that. It's kind of a Americana-based section. Yeah. Um, you Basically, you feel like you're in a Western. That's a a Western, pretty accurate. And filled out, uh, it goes right into, like, maybe mm-hmm. a... Uh, 1776 Philadelphia or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, the Hall of Presidents were there, which was closed when we were there, because you know, obviously we have a new president, so they're changing it out. It'll yeah. be closed for six months until this summer. Uh, but it has maybe the best ride, my favorite ride in the park. The one I had the most like nostalgic feel is the Haunted Mansion. Oh, yeah. Yes. Which on the outside looks great. Yeah. Yes. The theming is incredible. The line queue is one of the best. Um, it's interactive. You can play and touch touch the tombstone that plays an instrument or whatever, and it's fun and quirky. You can read mm-hmm. the tombstones. And, um, yeah, I like the Haunted Mansion a lot. Uh, yeah, it's the, a, the classic Disney ride to me. Is the yeah, it, it is one of you know I think objectively it's probably one of the top five rides in the entire park for I most agree. people. Yeah. Uh, I would I would definitely if it's not in there for me in the top five it's certainly close. Yeah, uh, it's just a great ride. It it it's a fun theme. You know, like when you actually go into this room before you enter the ride queue, you actually go down an elevator, which makes you feel like you're in a ride a room that's starting to. Uh, elongate yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in front of you, and then you uh, you get on the ride, and they have all these ghosts. Great animatronic effects, mm-hmm. you know, because they all look like they're ghosts see through. You know, like. yeah, it was really impressive. Yeah, the, the ballroom scene where the, mm-hmm. the, the ghosts are dancing is just yeah. awesome. Like, yeah, I I know how that works because it's mirrors and projection and all that, but it's still. It's still so fun. It's, it's very fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun. And I like like the old kind of like music that they're playing. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not scary by any means, you know. Well, then you get into the cemetery, it's a big Sherman Brothers song. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's just fun. Yeah. yeah. Every it, park it, had a song. Every, yeah. Every yeah, 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 yeah back it, in the 60s. You have to get into the spirit of yeah. it and sing along. Absolutely. Towards the end of the park, uh, towards the end of the ride now, too, which is a great effect, is where they actually have sort of a, a visual effect in which your your faces change or switch up because yeah. the ghost is riding with you. That's the story. Is the ghost is, is taking off with you yeah. to go past the ride. Hitchhiking ghosts. Yeah, hitchhiking yeah. ghosts. Um, the other thing I like in that Frontierland, too, is the con- con- Country Bears Jamboree. That was oh. fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a fun animatronic show. I like the one show. bear that got really dark. The yeah, song, oh, he's yeah. thinking about all the blood on the wall. Whatever. <laughs> it's a very uh, countryfied, uh, you know, kind of, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 
woods-like country ride, country-fied ride. And there was a fun older cast member that kind of introduced the ride. So this is a very funny ride, and he was yeah. he was having fun. He was retired mili- retired military guy, and he just having fun. We're in his retirement, yeah. working at Disney World. What's better than that? And, yeah, uh, running the Country Bear Jamboree. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is, uh, and also Frontierland's Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, which is... Oh, yeah. Yes. A classic ride. Actually improved from what it used to be, too. Yeah. Like, I always thought it was a great ride to begin with. It's a basic ride, where you're mm-hmm. just going through the mountain as, like, a gold mining theme. Yeah. And in, in the basic roller coasters. Real, yeah. But they've actually added a lot of, like, uh, like, as if you're going through an actual gold mine yeah. now. Which, so they've really improved the, the immersion of the experience by going through... Don't you agree, Scott? I do. I do. I think it's... uh, I think it was great. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. obviously my first experience with it, but the theater is very beautiful. I love the red velvet, the old-fashioned red velvet curtains that they had and the red velvet chairs. Mm -hmm. Um, And the animatronics are really remarkable. I mean, they look incredible. Mm -hmm. The music was fun, and like I said, I like that one bear that got kind of dark at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Remember him? He was on the left-hand side. Yeah, he he kept... Yeah, in the Country of Bear Jamboree, they also have those uh, those three heads on the side. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Your heads. That's, that's fun. And uh, we didn't go on Splash Mountain. That's a popular ride. We didn't want to get wet. No, but I love. If you didn't get wet on that ride, I would definitely want to go on that one. That's, that's that looks like a great that's, ride. That's a great ride. Yeah. I've been uh, on it before, and I love it. So. It's based on Song of the South, which is an interesting choice for Disney at this point. Yeah. But I still like the. I kind of still like those characters in a, a vacuum. Yeah. yeah. Um. Frontierland too is really cool, and it, like like you said, the theme is that it's 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 the old west, and also kind of goes mm-hmm. into Liberty Square with the like the nineteen seventy six. It's the spirit of America. Yeah. It's America of your dreams, kind of thing. Yeah. And we took the steamboat, which is a long ride. And that's all very, <laughs> it's a very long ride. I'm usually a sucker for that, like those Americana animatronic Disney rides, but this yeah. one was kind of it yeah. tasted your, tested your patience pretty well because yeah. it's a slow moving. It would have been nice if they had seats. Yes. So we could have sat down because just standing on that hard deck. It was just a riverboat, essentially, yeah. right? Um, next door to Frontierland is Adventureland, which has kind of like a, um, I'd say, kind of um, a colonial vibe to it, where you're going into like uh, the, like uh, the Pacific, mm-hmm. you know, kind of island type yeah, vibe. Pacific Islands, mm-hmm. yeah, a Caribbean. You Although know. the Pirates of the Caribbean, it's it's just yeah, vibe, yeah. yeah. Basically, it's like uh, the island of yeah, your dreams, kind of like adventurous. You're on the the, the, the uh, seven seas traveling. And it's an underrated land, I think, because it's got three great attractions. Yeah, I personally, think it has the Jungle Cruise, which is fun. I mean, it's just one of the it's again one of the original rides, and the people that do them are very irreverent and funny, mm-hmm. and yeah. this. I mean, it's a lot of, like, bad jokes, I would think, your categories are one of, you know, obvious jokes, but they're, they're fun. Um, and you go around, you, you know, you have a navigator that, mm-hmm. you know, but these mm-hmm. boats are on tracks and stuff, so, you know. But. That is a great ride, and, and it's fun. And, like, a lot of comedians actually started out on the Jungle Cruise in Disneyland, yes. like uh, Steve Martin and even John Lasseter, who's, you know, one of the heads of Pixar. Uh, so it seems like it's a training ground for aspiring mm-hmm. comedians in a way. And then uh, there's the ride I've never been on until this trip, which is the Enchanted Tiki Br- Room, which is a, basically a bird musical. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, it's animatronics. It's very Disney at its best, you, yeah. you know, 
a lot of great effects with the. It's basically a bunch of singing tropical birds singing to you yes. for about twenty minutes. It sounds a terrible description, but it's actually a fun. I think experience. flowers sing too. Yes, flowers yeah. and uh, flowers and birds and plants. Well, totem poles. Too. Totem poles. Totem poles. Yeah. That's it. There's actually a, a kind of a simulation of a storm at the end of the yeah. ride, which is really cool because mm-hmm. they have a lot of tribal music playing in the background. It's, it's an original ride, but it's it's very it's it, you wouldn't know it. You wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it feels state of the art. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And if you get out, get the Dole Whip. That was fun. yes. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> the Dole Whip was amazing. It was, it was a really very, good ice cream. Very, very sweet, but good. Yeah. It was kind of pineapple-flavored ice cream, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's, it's only in that area, too. It's only exclusive to that area. Yeah. And Adventureland, I think, is the Dole Whip. Yeah, it's great. It's kind of hidden, but mm-hmm. if you come out of the Tiki Room, it's right there. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, there's Pirates of the Caribbean, which is, a, a like for a lot of people, like the Haunted Mansion is one of the classic Disney rides. Mm-hmm. Sean, uh, I could not stop laughing on that ride, because <laughs> you, were in the, you were in, like, the... the the seat in front of Scott and I, mm-hmm. and oh my goodness, the part when it, like it, you're riding in a boat in the dark, you know, uh. and it's right before we kind of go down that hill, you know, like <laughs> it's like dark, so everybody's quiet, uh-huh. and all of a sudden we start going down the hill a little bit, and I hear Sean go, <laughs> he's like, hang on, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think it did take me off guard when we went down. I- no, the he was vocalizing what everybody was feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to get it out there. I was I somebody so needed glad. to be a spokesperson for everyone on the ride. I was just so glad I knew it was Sean. <laughs> Sean's had enough of the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, so he was he was he was he was. I, you know, I was dreading seeing Johnny Depp on the other end of that, so oh I was my I was sad. I'd actually like that drop, oddly enough. Like I really that was yeah. Fun. You didn't. Scared. You yeah, were yeah. like, oh, okay, well, okay. <laughs> this, this, this is what's happening, guys. Yeah, we're going down. We're going down. <laughs> Everybody else feeling this? I, you know, I started talking to I passengers. Was, I got so tickled by it, I couldn't stop laughing like the whole ride. I just kept thinking about it. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's Disney brings it's that out of the best of us. There is a, there is a, sub, uh, a more substantial than you think drop in the fire. It is, absolutely. You, know, you think it's just going to be a little. It's a small world kind of thing, but yeah. there are some thrills. <laughs> if you're looking for a quaint ride, it's going to take you from start to finish. It may not be. I mean, most of the ride is very yeah, tame, you know, but. It's an experience. It is. The, the battle between the two ships is always fun, and uh, I, 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 lo- I like that ride a lot. It's a debauchery, the winches, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. it's, it's fun. It's very tongue in cheek. Uh, although I, I think I liked it a lot better. I was fortunate enough to go on it before the movies came out. Me too. So it was the original theming of the original kind of... With Captain Jack. But now they, they've instituted Captain Jack Sparrows into the story, oh, which yeah. is understandable. Yeah. Uh, but it's just strange, though, because he's, like, hiding. He's <laughs> hiding and His it purpose is, is really questionable. It, Why is he in that ride? Yeah. Make... Well, he's in that ride because they know it's going to attract people. Because sure. I, I, right now, there's probably a whole generation of people going into the park who probably think this ride is based on the movies. Because yes. when the reverse is absolutely true, is the ride was the you know the movies were based on the ride. Yeah. But there's probably a generation of kids that they know Jack Sparrow. They're expecting to see Jack Sparrow in that ride, and, and probably did. were greatly disappointed when they went on the ride and he wasn't there. 
but now you're not. No, he's there. there. I'm with Scott. I like the pure ride better, but mm-hmm. it's not as if it dilutes the entire ride, no. though, or the experience. It's still just as, as fun. It's not... It, I, I kind of prefer it without Jack Sparrow, but I think it's still a great ride. And they still have the song, Yo-Ho-Ho, The Pirate's Life for Me. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> uh, Yo-Ho-Ho, Sabrina's that. chiming in. <laughs> um... So yeah, I really like that ride. And the theming of Adventureland in general is great because it really does feel like you're in some Caribbean island lost somewhere. You know, it's a great theming. Again, one of the things about the Magic Kingdom in general is that they have, they're divided into five different themes like we've been talking, five different lands as we've talked about that have their own unique theme. And what's great about the immersive process is as soon as you enter one land, you're completely immersed in that land. The, ma- the music is subtly transitions over to the music that's mm-hmm. appropriate for that land. Absolutely, they do a great job of that. Um, the the one the, my favorite land is coming up on the other side of the park, which is Tomorrowland, <laughs> uh, which is really this retro futuristic land. It's always been my favorite uh, land of the five, personally, because I love that Disney was kind of a futurist, and I think that that retro future. Uh, a theme for that park is fantastic just the way that i always love that because it feels like you're in outer space or yes. uh yeah. in in the future somewhere yeah. yeah i love it i think it's it's a great it, it i again it has some of the best rides and attractions in the park um and there's one that's near and dear to our hearts mm-hmm. um i guess we guess the, the carousel of progress oh carousel of progress yeah it is one of the original rides that Disney created from an audio animatronic, uh, pers- you know, with an audio animatronics. You know, it's one of the pioneering rides that's kind of modeled after what a lot of the rides in, in Disney World are, are, are based on. But it is... <laughs> the Carousel of Progress is hard to explain why I love it so much because I think it, it, it is... It's dated in a great way. It is quaint in a great way. It is square in a great way. What the carousel? Price? Yeah, unassumingly. Oh, yeah. I love that ride. And that's what I love about it. Like it, 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 it it's basically a rotating theater mm-hmm. a that carousel. has, yeah, exactly, a carousel uh, that goes through four uh, decade, four different time historical periods. phases, yeah. time periods of different the same family. Well, it goes through three distinct decades and then one ambiguous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're not it sure does. It's the last one, the eighties or the nineties uh, or today. Mm-hmm. And they talk about things like uh, like uh, the father is who's the central figure of of the entire ride, mm-hmm. and I think they have the Sherman Brothers song, which is like a, yes. a big beautiful tomorrow, a great, big, big beautiful, beautiful tomorrow. tomorrow. And they'll talk to you for about ten minutes about the decade and all the progress they've made technologically and just in general. And they do like like little banter, like family banter and stuff mm-hmm. during. It, it was just great. Era. Yeah, it's just fun. <laughs> and the guy's a chauvinist, by the way. Like, he's a chauvinist. They, uh, yeah. <laughs> Throughout the entire... Even in the ambiguous decade. <laughs> it is. Uh, I love watching people go on to the ride, too, because I think they expect, like, certain things from Disney, and then they go on to this ride. It's just going over... Uh, progress, mm-hmm. technological progress throughout the decades. And they're like, what the hell am I on? You know? Mm-hmm. It takes I a, loved it. I loved, I loved the loved animatronics. I loved the costuming. The way, I loved how they had some of the, the houses decorated. Like, when they did the 40s, that kitchen was beautiful. I would have loved to see the last decade in its original form. Me too. Me too. I, I mean, I think that's the one, that's yeah. the only, that's the only thing I'm disappointed by because of 
they've obviously updated the last one, but it's not even in the same kind of way the other ones are. The other no. ones have spinning yeah. sides. So you'll see one character and they'll spin around and there's a character on the other side and they go through. There's like four different things that you can have. And that's kind of fun. But the last one's just an open space and all the characters talk to each other. And They have a grandmother who's playing some sort of yeah. uh, <laughs> video game and... Uh, and just keep shooting at. Yeah. It was just kind of strange. It was really strange. Uh, yeah. It's basically a futuristic family, but it's a dated future, you know, of probably from like 1998 or something like that. And each decade is a holiday. I think Christmas is the last one. There's a yeah. Fourth of July. That's yeah. Right. Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. What then, was the first one? Uh, New Year's. I think it was New Year. Was it New Year's or Halloween or Thanksgiving? I know Valentine's Day was one. I know Fourth yeah. of July was one. Because it was hot. And, it was, uh-huh. and then Christmas is the last one. Yeah, um, that's a good point, honey. They were I don't each know holiday. And the Carousel of Progress to me is one of the rides that really represents the heart and soul of Disney World for me. Like, yeah, you can go to the thrill rides like Space Mountain or some of the other rides that are the big attractions. But I think the real heart and appeal for me with Disney World are these smaller, uh, more subdued attractions like the Carousel of Progress. They're more history-oriented or... They're trying to tell you a story. Yeah. And they're very unique to Disney World. You don't really find that in other parks. That's what kind of really sets it apart from other mm-hmm. other um, resort areas and I theme parks. It. It's great. I it. The other ride I love, for similar reasons, is the Tomorrowland People Mover, yes. which is basically oh, just yeah. a tram that takes you through Tomorrowland. I think the main reason I love it is because it's, well, it's a fun, relaxing ride mm-hmm. that takes you, it actually takes you through Space Mountain so you can actually see people you know, on the actual ride. Yeah. Without actually experiencing the ride <laughs> itself, um, and you also that takes you through one tunnel that shows you Walt Disney's original plan, plans called for Epcot called Progress City. Yes, which are really fascinating because he really had a an idea for a futuristic city where people would live in. Mm-hmm. He was always thinking progressively like that with those kind of ideas, and you see those designs. Yeah, and uh, it's like a like a uh, miniature model. Yeah. Of like the, what, the, what the town would look like. I like the people mover because it kind of reminds me of like in the way the monorail in the sense that it feels like you're in a futuristic city doing that sort of thing. Or at least a, a dream futuristic city. Yeah, another ride we went on or an attraction was the Monsters, Inc. comedy stand-up. That show. was a lot of fun. Sean was a featured player. Sean, I was a featured player. I've been a featured player in the past as well where I just... <laughs> Uh, Not to brag, but the Wheelers are very popular in the Monsters, Inc. Laugh if you go enough, you'll factory. be on the camera. Uh, I think they tended to pick on men. Did you notice that? Yeah. They never got any women. No, they didn't. Yeah, it, 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 that's interesting. You're right. Because Make they were kids. The jokes, which is yeah. good, good row. They know. went for men and kids, essentially. Okay. Um, and it's basically take a take on the Monsters, Inc. franchise. Like, uh, you know, all the characters for the Monsters, Inc. film were kind of represented in some way. But they actually have... Uh, a technology in which cartoon characters will come out like that they're, they look like monsters but they're actually improv, improvisational comedians yes. kind of commenting yeah. live on what's happening through that technology it's really cool. it is really cool yeah it, it's fantastic um, so that's kind of uh, Tomorrowland it's actually my favorite section of the park and we did go on Space Mountain but I've been on it many times and I do do really love that ride mm-hmm. um, and it's I was like surprised it's, it's not just a euphemism for Ric Flair's sex life <laughs> it's a sexual ride not at all it's, it's, it's an indoor roller coaster and uh, uh, I actually read that the uh, 
the top speed for Big Thunder Mountain is actually faster than Space Mountain. So, but Space wow. Mountain has a reputation of being more, more uh, intense. It's a dark ride on top of being a roller coaster yeah. too, because literally, like you, you feel like you're uh, on a roller coaster in the dark. You can't Spaceship. see a thing. Yeah. That's probably what's more disorienting for people than Thunder Mountain. In a but way. it's fun. I have always enjoyed it. So. Yeah, it has a great design too. It's one of the standout marquee, you know, buildings in the park. You know. Mm-hmm. That structure just sticks out. Like next to the uh, Cinderella's Castle, is probably the most notable structure mm-hmm. in the entire park. Yeah, from a distance. Yeah, the Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fun park. Uh, now we're going into Disney's Hollywood Studios, which was the next park we went into. Which uh, is my favorite park. Yes. Yeah, it may be my favorite park too, actually. Uh, the theming in that park is outstanding. Oh my goodness, when you first walk in, it's like all Art Deco, like they have a Main Street. I think it's supposed to be kind of like a Hollywood Boulevard type of thing. And it's all the shops are Art Deco, and uh, it's just fun. It's like just I just loved it. I loved mm-hmm. the way that it looked. I loved the restaurants there. I really liked a lot of the rides. It's, it's obviously movie-themed, Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, movie-themed. And it's spread out enough that you don't feel overwhelmed of walking through it, where you feel like yeah. you're going to miss something immediately. It feels like you can hit pretty much all the main attractions in one day and take your time doing so. You don't feel rushed in that park to get to everything, I think. That's it's true. kind of what yeah. I like about it. And uh, it's got Star Wars fever now, for sure. Oh, no <laughs> doubt. Oh, it is a Star Wars park. Yeah. Even, as most people know now, uh, they are building a Star Wars land. They're adding that into the park at some point down the line, which I'm very excited for personally. But even without that being established at this point, they are really uh, revving up the Star They're Wars presence. In. They are. And I have to say, as a Star Wars fan, the stuff that I did see was fantastic mm-hmm. they have a in the center of the park right next to they have just to set it up they have like one of their marquee uh marquee structures in the park is is the a replication of the chinese theater in hollywood which is like yes. at the center of the park right in front of that now they have a stage that is designed for star wars parades which are terrific. They have stormtroopers coming out, interacting with people, threatening people, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them, I think, are from The Force Awakens. I think they're really revving up that end of it. And I think they had another show in which like, they went through all the individual movies uh, and would have a character. It's always a masked character or a costumed character come out representing that movie. Like for Empire Strikes Back, they had Boba Fett come out. In costume for Chewbacca, Chewbacca, uh, R2D2, C3PO, BB8 came BB-8, out, um, uh, Kylo Ren, Darth Vader, Stormtroopers. Um, and what I love is that they all came out at the end to take a bow <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah, even though they're all imposing size within the story, they they came together as one big family at the end. And, and a really fun note is that uh, Stormtroopers, a couple Stormtroopers will walk around the park and kind of like they're patrolling the area and that's yeah. a lot of fun yeah and you don't uh, one thing about Disney World now is that you, you don't see a lot of characters just kind of roaming around the park uh, but in this scenario you do see the stormtroopers kind of walking around most of the other characters are in designated areas to see them um, so that's a little different than if you went 20 years ago <laughs> yeah where they're all randomly walking yeah. through the parks um, 
there's a great Star Wars ride there too called Star Tours, which is a simulator mm -hmm. ride yeah, where yeah. you actually feel like you're going on a mission yeah, with R2. Yeah, that was a really fun ride. Yes. Yeah, C3PO is present. It looks exactly like the C3PO from the movie to a T. Yes. As an animatronic figure, and you're flying through a scenario. It's usually based on one of the movies and one of the locales from the movies, mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. really feels like it, it feels like they like you're actually in the moment. Like yeah. you feel like you're being. You know, when yes. they're shooting at your vehicle, you actually feel like the rattle of the of the laser hitting your. Uh, and the cool ship. thing is, you can ride it and get a different experience each time. There's, I think, there's 50 different scenarios that you can do. Oh, that's cool. So that's it's, very it's different cool. every time. So that's a lot of uh, replay value. And right next to that, they have like a Jedi training session, which is fun to watch, where they mm -hmm. actually have kids go up to be trained as Jedis, and they actually yeah. fight Darth Vader. Yeah. If I was three years old, I would absolutely love that experience. Yes. And you could do Kylo Ren, too. Yeah, yeah. Kylo, Kylo Ren, Ren coming yeah. out, too, to fight. You force-push yeah. Kylo Ren through <laughs> You, you quote, force-push him through. But you do actually fight Darth Vader with a lightsaber, which is, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then there's um, a great fireworks show at the end that's Star Wars theme, which is probably one of the best fireworks shows I've ever seen. I absolutely loved it, where they actually, it just, the effects are so great. Like, as an example, they actually show the Emperor shooting lightning through the effects of the fireworks, but it actually yeah. feels like he's shooting at each individual yeah. person in the crowd, that's which was cool. a great effect. Yeah. I unfortunately didn't get to see the show because of size. <laughs> it was very crowded in that end. <laughs> yeah, it, you have to get a really. I would recommend. <laughs> I recommend. You might want to sit out if you've seen Phantasmic, and you haven't seen the fireworks show. Probably sit that out and get a good spot in front of the Chinese theater so you can see everything, and uh, it's going to be a great show. Yeah. Speaking of the Chinese theater, the ride that's inside of it is called the Great Movie Ride. Yeah. Which yeah. is. Yeah. Superb! <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed the great movie ride. Essentially, what it is is it's a ride that uh, it's a, it's one of those indoor kind of dark rides, and it walks you through some of uh, Hollywood's most iconic and um, uh, groundbreaking movies mm -hmm. through through the use of animatronics and, and music and sound, and it was really neat. And at the end, like when you're leaving the ride, right in front of the Chinese theater, there are actually true celebrity. Um, hand prints, footprints, whatever else prints uh, in the cement, just like there are in California at the actual Chinese theater. And I thought that was really cool. And I was extremely excited to find that Audrey Hepburn was amongst uh, many of the stars who had their hands imprinted at the Disney World Chinese theater. And those really were Audrey Hepburn's hands. Mm -hmm. And so that was super exciting um, to, to see that. Yeah, the the handprints are really remarkable because yeah. they got a lot of really famous people to oh do that. Goodness. Harrison Ford, mm -hmm. um, Steve Martin, Robin Williams. You're going to see a whole slew of people doing Michael it. Jackson, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, <laughs> Harry Anderson from Harry My Court, yeah. Mary Tyler Moore, Mary Tyler Moore, Lauren Bacall, yeah. Judy Garland, Liza Minnelli, Billy Joel, and Christy Brinkley have a mm -hmm. and Hulk Hogan. You know, as yes. one, it's awesome. It, it is fantastic, and and the ride is fantastic. I mean, Robert Osborne of T, of Turner Classic yes. Movies is the host, and it used to be with the ride uh, where they would just show several clips of classic movies like Singing in the Rain. But now Robert Osborne's been added, where it feels like you're watching yeah. the intro to one of one of his intros to a movie on TCM. But he goes into so much detail, so it's actually improved on that end. And then the ride mm -hmm. itself—it's just a great celebration of movies and being it that really we're. Is. 
And if you're a movie lover, especially of the classic variety like I am, then that ride will be mm -hmm. really special. It's it's a, yeah. it's the new, they've updated it a lot. I mean, it, it's it's awesome. Yeah, one of the the highlights for me in that ride, even though it's kind of goes against the grain of the classic you know the classic hollywood the golden age of hollywood period is the alien section because it really feels like you're on the ship from alien mm -hmm. with sigourney weaver and, and and the actual uh alien character comes out i'm saying that because i'm not too familiar with all the terminology yeah. from aliens but if you've seen the movie and the wizard really of oz section is incredible oh. oh that's the best part yeah it's, oh, it's it recreation of the the munchkin land and then He's like, well, where is Darkfeed? And he come around the corner, and, mm -hmm. and they even have a, the, the Wicked Witch comes out. It's 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 great. And the fire, so yeah. it makes it seem like just like in the movie. Yeah. Definitely one of the highlights of the of the park is a great movie ride. It's, yes. it's just a it, it's a great it's a great starting point too. I think it's the the best ride to go on initially when you get to the park because it really sets the tone mm -hmm. for the rest of the day for you to go Absolutely. on. Absolutely, um, yeah, I enjoyed that one a lot. Yeah, another ride that's near and dear to me because I love the property is the Muppets 3D. Uh, attraction. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that was fun. It is. Yeah. It's a really fun attraction. Very funny too. It's legitimately mm -hmm. a funny uh, show. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the Muppets. It's the classic yeah. Muppets. I think Jim Henson is still the voice of Kermit on this ride. That's how oh, old this ride wow. is. But it still holds up for me every time I see it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it actually really feels like they have three D effects where it actually they have Sweetum actually come out mm -hmm. at one point in the show from the screen yeah. walking around. He looks like the Sweetums yes. from the the TV show. Uh, they have the two critics in the balcony, of course, making comments. Uh, the the Swedish chef is in the back of the yeah. of the theater. Yeah. Uh, they have an animatronic Swedish chef back there, so that's fun. Oh. Yeah. You you can miss the Swedish chef because if you don't look back, you don't see him. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I didn't actually at, see him. He does an actual cannon does come through. It's it's a lot of fun. It is. Uh, and right next, I think around that area is a one one of my favorite. Uh, restaurants in the entire park which is a sci-fi dining theater which has to be discussed yes. uh we love i mean i personally love classic b science fiction movies from the 1950s mm -hmm. and it has that great retro vibe you go right in you feel like you're in a drive drive-in yes. theater they have great milkshakes great junk food you know essentially like i got burgers. salad because yeah. we, like, <laughs> we yeah. were having dinner at the brown derby so i didn't want to overeat right yeah. uh, but uh but i mean the theming of that place is incredible they play all these classic tra all these trailers from these big grade science what fiction was the films. one i wanted to see uh terror at the beach party <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a, there was robot monster, which is like yeah. a like a, a furry monster with a robot head, which doesn't make any sense evolutionary, <laughs> any evolutionary sense, but it's there. Um, I I, uh, I really love that restaurant. I think the theming is fantastic there. Yes, it's absolutely. It's it may be it's one of the top two restaurants, um, in the whole Walt Disney World. Yeah. I think. If you've ever seen Pulp Fiction, it really does kind of feel like Jack Rabbit's limbs. Yeah. yeah, it has a Jack Rabbit Slim's vibe, although it just really goes full throttle into the fifties. There, mm -hmm. um, another attraction which is nearby that I really like a lot is the Toy Story uh, Midway Mania ride. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it's basically it feels like you're on a it's it's a video game slash ride. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know it feels yeah, like an arcade yes. game. Yeah, and uh, Tony did really well her first time. She actually tired out her arm. <laughs> it was I going did. really fast. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I'm proud to say, everyone, that my accuracy was better than Scott's. Yes, it was. 
Um, I thought the um, I, I, I the effects on that ride are excellent. Like the graphics, like it really feels like you're interacting with all the Toy Story characters as you go through. And you and played. It's, it's Tom Hanks. It's Tom Hanks. Yeah. And pretty much all the voices from the Toy Story movies come back for their respective characters. And it's uh, you're playing old fashioned Midway games. Yeah. In a fun way, and um, it's it's awesome it's an awesome ride it's uh you feel like you're like the cues actually make it seem as if you're shrinking in size uh and then there's the indiana jones stunt show i'm a big indiana jones guy like i am star wars that's another property i love yeah and they basically do all the stunts and recreations of the yeah of the uh indiana jones like raiders lost Lost ark yeah Yeah, that was a really cool show yeah it is. It's cool. Um, it never changes. No, <laughs> it's the same show. Scott and I've been seeing this constantly. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. They don't change it up at all. Yeah. Um, even all the gags are still the same, but uh, it's it's fun. Um, um, they recreate a lot of the famous scenes from that movie, the famous stunt scenes from that movie, and uh, I enjoy it a lot. It's yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and it's basically interactive. They take people from the audience to come in. It's like what about a forty minute show, probably yeah, total. about forty fifty minute show. Yeah. yeah, and they kind of recreate different scenes from Raiders, like the the boulder scene, the the scene with the plane. Yeah, they're basically all recreated. Yeah, yeah, it was super cool. Yep. Yeah, awesome. And then uh, there's the Hollywood Brown Derby Restaurant, which is a favorite yes. of ours. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. The Cobb salad salad. was exquisite. (laughs) The world-famous Cobb salad. Uh We had both the world-famous Cobb salad and the world-famous grapefruit cake. And they were both world-famous. Yes. And it's basically a a recreation of the the original Brown Derby from Hollywood, too. Mm -hmm. So it has that classic Hollywood feel. It goes perfectly with the the great movie ride and all that stuff. Yeah, if you ever want to eat those old restaurants like Chasen's or Brown Derby, this Uh is is a great way to feel like you're eating in those restaurants. Yeah, Yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed that a lot. And we got to sit at a round table, yeah. like one of those round booths, which I <laughs> yeah. always love, those semicircle shaped ones. Yeah. I remember um, when I was a kid, we used to go to this 50s diner in Philadelphia called um, Nifty 50s, and it was my favorite place. Mom would always, I'd always beg her to take me to it, and I'd always, like, whenever we'd first get there, I would ask their um, hostess, can we get the round table? Because <laughs> they only had, like, two, like, one on each side of the restaurant, and sometimes we would wait. For the other family, like to finish their ice cream or whatever, so we could get the round table. Yeah. Because I always loved it. It makes you feel like a movie star. It does. Yeah. It's just different. It's not an everyday table that normal that you normally sit at. You don't see them anymore in restaurants. This is a table to be seen by people yes. other than that, that are not in yes. the table. It's they a people watching yeah. table. Yeah. I like that. That's great. And good luck guessing the caricatures of the celebrities oh, on the wall. Difficult. They're yeah. very difficult. They're not. They're obvious. You know. I'm sure someone's cracked that code and it's on the internet somewhere. But. Yeah. Overall, I think it's one of my probably my favorite park How right now. How can we forget the Tower of Terror? Oh, oh of yeah. course, the Tower of Terror, uh, which is a fen- phenomenal ride in terms of theming. I love the music. Let me tell you something, guys. <laughs> I want to buy that hotel. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to have that actual property because I think it would make a great bed and breakfast. <laughs> the building that that ride is in is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, in the bottom part, like when you're waiting to get in, uh, in, in, in and everything. And then in the inside, it looks just like an old hotel, and um, the old uniform that that the cast members wear, and it's just, it's, I I loved it. I loved the Twilight Zone. I loved the theming. The one thing I did not like about the ride was the actual ride itself. (laughs) Was the was the sensation of flying, 
feeling like you're flying out of your seat, well, you actually do. Your, your butt is not in the seat most of the time. So when you're my size, that can be a little disconcerting. <laughs> but other than that, um, which went by pretty quick, I think it's a, a famous ride. I loved it. No, it's, I still love it, even though I didn't like the way it made me feel. I, I, I've grown to really like that ride a lot. Um, I, the theming is second to none. Oh, There's my goodness. no other ride, I think, that this feels... You go into the hotel, it feels fully realized. You go into the hotel, mm -hmm. and th there's a story behind it, and just the special effects when you get up, you know, on the elevator. So if you can, if if you have the stomach to for that type of ride or enjoy that type of ride, it's it's really. But like again, that ride's not for everyone, and yeah. although I I do hear that you can you can go through a lot of the theming and then go through an exit door they will allow you to do that so that's um, nice yeah because so, the theming was great yeah. and the ride honestly i mean it's not that bad it's just you know i'm very petite in size and mm. um i was really flailing about yeah you know because my feet didn't reach the ground you know it was like one of those things where and they don't have any they have these two little like bit very tiny hand things that you can hang on to, but in order to hang on to them, your hands would have to be so tightly placed yeah. against your actual, um, uh, oh my goodness, why can't torso, mm -hmm. that, and, and just realistically, once the ride starts, sets in motion, your hands are not going to stay that way. So, you know, I'm kind of flailing around, <laughs> I can't, you know, it, I was just, I remember I said to your dad at one point, I looked over him and I was like, I don't like this head. <laughs> he started laughing. He that would be to... scary, though, because you're on this ride, it's going to drop all the way down, and if you're feeling the... loose. Well, you know? the dropping didn't scare me. It was when we would go back up. Yeah. That's when you'd fly out of your seat. It shoots seat. up, yeah. And, and then it shoots up and goes back down. And then, so it's like your butt, literally, your butt. You can watch rides, you can watch videos where they have it, like, because it's dark in there, but somehow with video technology, they have it to where you can see. Mm hmm. You'll see the people on the rides, their butt is pretty much never in the seat the entire ride. You're like in air. Mm -hmm. And that was. That's scary. Yeah, I, it wasn't it scary. I wasn't scared. I just. Didn't uncomfortable. Like I didn't like the sensation. Yeah. yeah I just. I, I didn't like being kind of like thrown <laughs> around. I would have rather just stood and mm. held on to something, something on the wall. Yeah. Than, uh, you know, to kind of be. You didn't feel secure enough in your seat to enjoy the ride. You had to. We were distracted by all those other well, things. Well, well, that is the ride. That is. I mean, yeah. that's the nature of the ride. They have it set up that way because yeah. that's the whole point. Yeah. So that's why I say I liked everything, but actually maybe the ride itself, <laughs> gotcha. or that part of the ride, because there yeah. are there is another part where you kind of go through and you see like the five people who were in the in the elevator and you hear the little girl laughing and the twilight music. There's like a screen that's in front of you and. Those little things were fun, mm -hmm. but it was just the el the shaft part that. I heard the Rod Serling impersonator on the ride's fantastic too. Oh yeah, yeah, for yes. being as a Twilight Zone uh -huh. ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, I would recommend it. I mean, it's one of those rides you got to go on. It's a mm -hmm. classic ride, and hopefully, I mean, who knows? They're t they're taking away the one in California, so could be a matter of time before they do away with it at Disney World. Yeah, that's true. Like, if you want to experience the Twilight Zone yeah. ride, the Tower of Terror, you would definitely want to go sooner than later because mm -hmm. it may be gone. Yeah. I know they're replacing with the Guardians of the Galaxy ride in Disneyland right now, so, yeah. but they're not in Disney World yet. Yeah, <laughs> yet exactly. is a big yes. key. Yes. Um, the next park, of course, uh, is Epcot. Uh, it's the final park that we attended at Disney World. Um, I said that Hollywood Studios might be my favorite. I think Epcot is challenging it, if, if not a close second. I think it's mm -hmm. a really unique park. 
Um, it's separated into two sections. It's really pretty much modeled after a classic World's Fair from the 1960s, yes. mm-hmm. where you have one section which shows progress in technology, which mm-hmm. is Future World, and then you have the he World was Showcase. Really obsessed with that. Yeah, he was. He was obsessed <laughs> with the future. Uh, and then they had a World so- Showcase section, which basically is a uh, kind of like a snapshot of various countries around around the world, represented in different pavilions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's especially World Showcase is a unique theme park uh, experience because it's not a an attraction thrill ride driven section. Mm-hmm. It really is an immersive walk through yeah. of various cultures and I don't you know. think there were really very many the only rides are really in the entrance the, when you first walk in yeah Mexico has a ride and I think uh, Norway has the frozen ride yes. right now which yeah. it used to be uh, the Maelstrom which was a, a great fun ride but it's no longer there but I, we did not experience the frozen ride it was an 85 minute wait none of us are big enough well, certainly not me I've never <laughs> seen the movie uh, to experience that but World Showcase is worth just going through, walking through the entire yeah. section, because uh, the pavilions are so immac- you know, in, you know, immaculately rendered mm-hmm. on every level, yeah. reflecting the unique cultures. Absolutely. You know, China has a pavilion, France, the United Kingdom. And when you walk into each um, each new country, as just like in the Magic Kingdom, you smell the smells of that the food that would be in that country, and you hear the music. Of the culture in that country, and you know, just those little details mm-hmm. just add to the whole experience. And then, of course, there are beautiful gift shops within each country that have items that are imported from that country. So those items are authentic, mm-hmm. uh, which I liked. I thought that was great, especially you know if you don't have the um, the luxury or ability to travel out of the United States. And you want something from that, you know, from another country. Or you just right. Want to get a, you want to get a taste of what that country might be like. Epcot is really, I mean, I can only speak, Paris and Switzerland are the only two countries I've ever been to out of the United States. Paris is not a country. France. <laughs> France and Switzerland. Um, so I can only speak for the France section because there was not a, a, a Switzerland section. And it really was very much representative of Paris. Yeah, it felt like that. I have not been to France, but it does feel authentic in the way they go through the various details. Mm-hmm. Like they even have like a fake Eiffel Tower in the back yes. of the France pavilion. Mm-hmm. They have a great bakery with great French, you know, pastries mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Uh, China has a uh, is really well rendered too. I felt like mm-hmm. that was one of the better pavilions. Oh yeah, the, yes. the, the, um, the gift shop in China was large and had beautiful. Beautiful things in it. Mm-hmm. And I they was ha- tempted to get a kimono. <laughs> and they have a uh, a great f- like three sixty degree film that mm-hmm. kind of gives you a yes. tourist's take on China. Yes, that's right. It's supposed to buy some Chinese mystic of some sort that kind of floats away at the end of the yeah. film. He but was nice. Yeah, fun. he was. He kept referencing Marco Polo. It shows a beautiful country that China is. It know? is. Yeah. It is. It's, which it is. It's a, it's an yeah. amazing country. At least you know. With a variety of different landscapes, and, and that's perfect for a film because mm-hmm. you yeah. feel like you're floating right within yeah, those rivers. Yeah. That was a really neat idea. It was. I have to say too, at China, one of the best character portraits that I saw of like one of the characters walking through the park was Mulan. Whoever mm-hmm. plays Mulan in that section of China is magnificent. She d- kneeled down to talk to the kids. She was warm. I think these two. Uh, 
uh, like these two um, women went up to her and started singing a song yeah, from Milan and she started crying. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that she really went above and beyond as a character. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't see Mary Poppins. <laughs> I did not see Mary Poppins. Like, Tony did get that. You should tell that story. That's a great story. Mary Poppins was practically perfect in every way. But, so here's the story with Mary Poppins. I really desperately wanted to, to meet her. And I was told by several people that I could meet her in England. Which I think is like the second to last country on the showcase. Mm-hmm. So it's it all on the way where down. You go. It depends on how, where you start. Yeah. On the end, we started, and it was like the, the, Mexico the last country. Yeah. So um, it was about three o'clock when we approached England, and as soon as you get in there, there there was a sign on the left hand side, and it had said Alice and Mary Poppins, and it had appearance times. Well, the last one for Mary Poppins was two p.m. It was like three, three o'clock, yeah. o'clock at this point in time. And I was just bewildered. I, I almost like cried a little bit. I just was so distraught. I thought, you know, you come all this way and you get yeah. so excited and there, she's not even going to come out anymore? Last time is 2 o'clock? That, that, on a Saturday? That's like really early in the day. A lot of people don't even get to the park till at like noon, you know? And I was like, oh, I really want to meet Mary Poppins. I was really kind of feeling down and out. And so there was this beautiful gift shop um, right when we got into England. And I said to Scott, oh, they have some nice things in here. Let's just look around in here and take our time. And while I was in that gift shop, I said to myself, you just got to let this go, Tony. You're not a little kid. It's not the real Mary Poppins. But I was just like, I really wanted to see Mary Poppins. All of a sudden, I'm in the gift shop, and I hear Scott, Tony, Tony, Tony. So I come, you know, running around. I was like, what, what? And he goes, look. And out the back door of this gift shop, there's Mary Poppins in this little, like, side street behind all the buildings. So unless you walked in that building, you would have never even seen her or known she was behind there. So Mm -hmm. we run out, and we get in the line, which only had maybe three other people, three or four other people in front of us. And we get in the line, and I'm all excited. And then there's another couple, an adult couple that gets behind us. Right after they get behind us, the... um, Assistant to Mary Poppins says to them, "Okay, you're going to be the last, the last um, folks who get to see her today." So I mean, we just made it in the nick of time. That's incredible. And Mary Poppins was delightful. She signed my iPhone case, yeah. and we had a, a, a fun little conversation about uh, the my potential career in the nanny business. She said <laughs> I would be a good nanny because I was resourceful. Uh, my pocket early in the day, my pocketbook, the strap in my pocketbook broke. So Ed um, helped me fix it. I, I thought, well, if we can get, find a safety pin, and Ed said, or, or even a paper clip, we could probably fix it. So someone in a gift shop had a paper clip, so we fixed it. So I had this paper clip kind of keeping my bag up. And so she commented on it, and uh, she's like, oh, my, I think you'd be a very good nanny. She's like, you're quite resourceful. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> with, with the paper clip, and it was, just, it was just fun. Just fun. It just made my day. Yeah. And then, well, I guess we could talk about it later on, but uh, uh, we're still talking about the pavilion. Oh, yeah, the World Showcase, yeah. yeah. Well, Mexico. Did we talk about Mexico? Not yet, and and that's actually a great experience because, number one, like, the Mexican pavilion is probably one of the most atmospheric in the whole area because, like, you actually go inside and you feel like you're at some sort of port cantina Mm -hmm. type style place. The ride itself has kind of been watered down. It used to be purely a Mexican ride. Now it features the three cabareros, mm-hmm. you know, and they're just kind of running randomly through it. Like, I like those characters, but it just yeah. didn't... The, the way it's constructed as a ride doesn't make a whole it's lot like of sense. It's sensory overload. Yeah, it's sensory overload, and it's kind of random. There's mm-hmm. no yeah. really connective tissue as a story. Yeah. 
But the Aztecian pyramid that begins and ends the ride next is seated next to a restaurant inside the pavilion, which is a fantastic experience. It's very atmospheric. It's darkened, and you get to eat in a place called the San Angel Inn. I was wondering what the name of that restaurant was. I never did catch it. Yeah, it's the San Angel Inn. It's great. I thought it was a good... It's a typical Mexican restaurant. It's not like revolutionary yeah. food. But, but the, the experience, the ambiance was what was nice. Exactly. The ambiance was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so highly recommended. And also the restaurant we ate at, at Italy, which is a nice pavilion too, mm-hmm. uh, was Tutto Italia. I thought that was a good Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was called Tutto's, I think. Tutto right? Italia, yeah, I think, yeah. was something to that effect. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of good restaurants. Uh, we've eaten at the, in the past, the French restaurant. Yes. Uh, um, it was... Um, it's a Chef de la something okay. or other. And the wood-fired uh, uh, pizza place at, at Italy. Which yeah, they have a wood-fired pizza place called Via Napoli. Which is probably, I still like that better than the Italian restaurant that we mm-hmm. prefer that pizza place. You, you prefer the pizza place to yeah. the Italian? A lot of people prefer, like, it's one or the other. Nobody seems to be oh, consistent. Okay. I liked the Italian restaurant myself. I thought they had really good Italian food. It was not the best Italian food I had. Yeah. I think what, uh, it wasn't bad, but the pasta was kind of threw me off a little bit because it was in what, like more of a vodka sauce, but it was advertised as spaghetti. Okay. Because I just ordered the plain it spaghetti wasn't like and meatballs. No, it was it was almost like a or the sauce was like orange. Mm-hmm. So, it was so a as an Italian, as you know, I, I I was and it kind of tasted more like a vodka sauce, which is a creamier mm-hmm. um, sauce that goes better with like fish. If you're having like a lobster ravioli or something like that, it wasn't bad. I mean, I I ate it all, mm-hmm. and it was great. But it, um, it was probably as an Italian, it was probably not the best Italian food I ever had. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, I would say like, that too for us because we grew up in an area of great yeah, Italian food yeah. too. So yeah, it wasn't bad, and I'm not you know, yeah, it, it yeah. was a great restaurant. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I think I enjoyed the Brown Derby the best of probably all the restaurants yeah. that we went to. Mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, the Brown Derby mm-hmm. and Sci-Fi were probably my two favorites. Mm-hmm. I think in Epcot, the Mexico restaurant is consistently my favorite. I think there's just something about the ambience of that place that draws you in yeah. time and time again. I like the Marketplace. The Marketplace yeah. in Mexico was great, too. you feel like too. you're in, in yeah. a street in Mexico. In Great Britain, we enjoy. I think that's oh, I underrated love Great pavilion. That's the great pavilion. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. a great shop yeah. where you yeah, we've. I bought some Beatles shirts there, yeah. which was great. And they uh, had like a really authentic looking Irish pub. We, of course, we didn't go in there or eat there, but I've heard great things. It's called the, like the yeah. the Rose and Crown uh-huh. restaurant. It's supposed yeah. to be an excellent. They have like fish and chips. And stuff yes, like that. Yeah, there's a Norkshire fish and chip shop mm-hmm. next door. So I think next time we go to Epcot, maybe we'll go to England. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to hit the UK restaurants. Which is not what people think of because UK is yeah. not noted for great food, but apparently those are two of the best restaurants in the park. So and Lori was so sweet, and she uh, in the UK yeah. she got me an original Diana Princess Diana tartan, yeah, uh, little uh-huh. change purse. Yeah, it's a beautiful blue tartan print, and it has Princess Diana's picture on the tag. And they had other tartans and stuff there. They had a red, a red one, and a blue one, and I think a gray one. But it was the original tartan uh, Diana's Scotland. Tartan. So mm-hmm. that was like an authentic item. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I like the thought of having something that Diana had. <laughs> One thing I want to note about the World Showcase, too, is like if you have kids, they might get restless there because yeah. there's not a lot to draw them in and, and it doesn't cater to their tastes mm-hmm. directly. Yeah. So And it's a lot of walking. 
Yeah. I mean, there's really not a lot of places to sit down unless you go in a restaurant. Or the American Experience. Yeah. Or the American Experience. Cannot forget about the American <laughs> Adventure. Yeah. I, I really like that attraction. It's not for everybody, but I really like that. I think I have a soft spot for old-fashioned Americana, and that bride plays it to the hilt. It's hosted in animatronic form by Ben Franklin and Mark Twain, who did mm-hmm. not live together mm-hmm. in the same time period. Mm-hmm. But they're there. Uh, it's kind of a moving ride for me in some ways. Like, there are aspects of it that did, I did feel generally moved, especially towards the end when they showed all the clips of Kennedy and mm-hmm. and that. But it takes you through American history. Yeah. It doesn't... It Actually, I respect us for a Disney attraction. It doesn't shy away from slavery and our treatment of the Native Americans and mm-hmm. uh, women's rights. I mean, it actually addresses a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff throughout the ride, saying we're not perfect, which I kind of respect for a Disney attraction. Yeah. It doesn't sugarcoat yeah. everything. Absolutely. Uh, but the other side of the park is Future World. Yeah. Which is the beginning part of the park. So most people start out Future World because I think the World Showcase doesn't open until a little later, maybe 10 or 11. Yeah. Um, but uh, the one of the big rides there, and we had an interesting experience on it, was the Spaceship Earth, which is in the, which is in the big ball. You know? Right. The, the icon of Epcot is that the Spaceship Earth, the giant geosphere. So, Sean, go for your normal experience. <laughs> I will, yeah. I will. Now, Spaceship Earth is actually one of my favorite rides in, yeah. in the park. Um, because it, it, it's basically a tram dark ride. Dark rides are for those animatronic mm-hmm. rides that kind of tell a story and they're slow yeah. moving. Yeah. And it takes you all the way through the history of communication from the beginning of of human civilization all the way through the present day. Yeah. And does it in a very clever way with animatronics. You see the, the Phoenicians developing... You know the alphabet and the mathematics. Yeah, the printing press, the development of mathematics. You see Wozniak at the end yeah. developing like the Apple, the iMac. And yeah, it's it's a fun ride. It basically takes you through how the, the how technology and communication simultaneously developed over the years. Yeah. And there's a fun interactive game that you can play that shows where you're going to be in the future, where you can choose whether you want to see your future through work or through just you know leisure. And you get to see the results of that with your face stapled onto this cartoon That's at the cool. end. Um, it is a great ride. I highly recommend it. But I am going to send it over to Scott <laughs> and Tony for their experience, which is unique. On well, that. we had a fast pass on this ride, and after we met Mary Poppins, I said, "Hey, we got time. We can you still use our fast pass." And she said, "Great," because I, I I'm a big fan, like you are, of this ride. So I was happy that we had time to go on it and fast pass because there was a long wait. Um, so Tony and I get on it, and we're you know, got right fast, on, got right on it, and then we start going through it, and it's a slow moving ride. And uh, it's dark in there. It's dark, so I mean, just if you want to catch up on your emails or something, it's probably yeah, yeah. to do that. Uh, so we were going through it. I was really enjoying it, and uh, all of a sudden the ride just stops right when we're getting into the we're radio. We're going like uphill. Yeah, and uh, it just stops. We just went through the printing press, and I thought it was over. I was like, is it is, it, is this over? And like they're letting people out ahead of us, or. Yeah. Strange. It's a wire. So it stops, and, you know, for 15, 20 minutes, they're telling us it's going to restart again. Eventually, they give up. In technical difficulties, we actually had to evacuate the ride. So um, we actually had to walk down the ride, and people are stopping and taking their pictures with the animatronic characters, <laughs> which are silent at this point, but still moving. So it's kind of yeah. weird. Um, and then we go down the, the exit stairs, and we're walking down the steps. I mean, you don't know how high up you are in that ball. Yeah, I mean, pretty high and up, we so high. we walked down pretty far, 
And then they gave us free fast passes to any ride except for rides you actually want to go on. That like Sora and fast pass for <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fast pass for any ride that you don't need a fast pass for. So. Great. And fast pass for people who don't know too is an option at the parks where you get to choose three different attractions within a specific park and you can bypass the standard yes. lines to get right on the line. So let's say there's a 45-minute wait. If you have a fast pass for a specific ride, you get right on versus waiting the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a nice option. Absolutely. Uh, and in this case, like they weren't really given to the rides that most people would be riding. It's like some of these sub- like less popular yeah. rides. Yeah. But uh, it's an interesting experience. I'm glad you guys survived. Spaceship we did. We, did. we walked down a l- many flights of stairs, though. Yes. But I, I'm glad I had experience. I've had experience enjoying the ride. I, I feel bad for Tony; she didn't get that experience at the end of the ride where you yeah. had a little fun little interaction. I think he would have enjoyed that. But um, it's fun to have the experience of being evacuated from a Disney ride. I've never yeah. had that before, so now I have that experience. Now. And it might be one of the scariest rides to be evacuated from because it goes so far up. At least that's the the the, you, the perception is it goes so far yeah. up into the ball. Yeah, it's yeah. it's what's well, a corkscrew? You're going up like a corkscrew. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, um. Yeah, it's it well, wasn't. I wasn't scared. There would be rides that would be scared to be stuck on, but that wasn't for some reason. We were very comfortable. Good, yeah. good. We were kind of more confused than yeah. anything, you exactly. know, because we were like, "What happened? What the hell is going on?" Yeah. It's a slow moving ride to begin with, so you probably think it's part of the attraction of. I thought maybe it was over, like just up ahead, and that we were going to be. They yeah. were going to be getting us out. <sighs> Another uh, attraction that I really like in that ride, which some people are uncomfortable with, is Mission Space, mm-hmm. which is a flight simulator oh, ride that. that makes you feel like you're going out into space. It's hosted by one of my favorite actors, Gary Sinise. Yeah. You don't see too often anymore, but it's mm-hmm. great to see him there. Uh, that's that was a fun ride. It's yeah, a very it's fun. fun ride. Yeah. yeah. There are two options. You can go on the green, I think it's the green ride, or yeah. the orange ride. The orange ride is the more intense, which has the G-force is that effects. What we, we did that. We did right? the yeah. orange ride, yeah. It's always been a favorite of ours. You feel like you're taking off. Everybody has their roles. Yeah. (laughs) I I wanted to be the captain, but Ed was distinguished as the captain. I was the pilot. Second best. I I think I was the navigator. Yeah. Yeah. Engineer. Yes. Yeah, I was the engineer. (laughs) I was the engineer. And Gary Sinise talks to you like, all right, engineer, you go ahead and hit the button right there. Come on, controller, controller, uh, get on there. Come on, man, you're getting on, you know, you're going the right way. This is an important mission. You get all that spiel. The great thing about Disney rides is they always have like an interactive story before you get on the ride. It, it can be hokey for some people, but I actually love that they get you yeah. into that mood. Yeah. And they know it's hokey. It's tongue-in-cheek hokey. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. Um, I went on a ride called Imagination, which used to be called the Journey into Imagination ride. I went there with my parents. We didn't go on that one. Yeah, that, that, it used to be Imagination-themed. The ride is kind of weaker than it used to be in the 1980s where they had the Dream Finder and Figment and they were basically exploring the, all the, the possibilities through imagination of scent, you know, sound, yeah. you know, all the senses. It's kind of watered down now. It's hosted by Eric Idle, who I love. He's one of my heroes from Monty Python. But there's just not much that they give him to do on the ride and he's interacting with this cartoon dragon called Figment. Mm-hmm. Figment of your imagination. imagination. Um that was my experience very cheeky disney it is it's cheeky uh but then we get to i think the best pavilion in future world alongside at least spaceship earth the the land Mm -hmm. the land pavilion is is basically a uh gardening themed like a progressive gardening theme so there's a lot of food oriented uh you know a lot of restaurants they Mm -hmm. have a food court but it it houses two of my favorite attractions in the entire park 
One is Living with the Land, which is a dark oh, ride yeah. that takes you through... A dark boat ride. A dark mm-hmm. boat ride, yeah. It takes you through like the evolution of, of different um, ecosystems and how they develop food. And it, and it also goes into an actual... Kind of like a gardening center. It, yeah. A greenhouse. A, a greenhouse, greenhouse, essentially, yeah. yeah. A cutting-edge greenhouse. So. Yeah. yeah, very cutting-edge. Yeah. With all these different vegetables that are actually grown in Disney World and they actually utilize in Disney World, I think. And they're hidden Mickeys, so look for the hidden Mickeys. Yes, there. yeah. There are a lot of hidden Mickeys where you can see Mickey Mouse icons throughout that ride. Yeah. It's very atmospheric. I think it's one of my favorite dark rides in the park. I, I really enjoyed that ride. It's relaxing, too. Mm-hmm. Um and then the frozen ride looked good. We didn't go on that though. We did not go on a frozen. It was a two-hour wait. <laughs> I know. Yeah. This ride used to be not a two-hour wait. <laughs> it's the total opposite now of what it used to be in the Norway Pavilion. It, it's not what it used to be. Norway is not one of the most popular pavilions, and just because of the frozen now. So no. Then there's a great attraction in the land pavilion called Soarin' Around the World. Mm-hmm. It used to be Soarin' Over California. Soren is what it's basically known by most people by short, short Soren. I used to think it was a fantastic ride before. It would probably be in my top five for sure, maybe even yeah. top three. It's very close to being number one now. I mean, it is an amazing experience. It's basically a simulator ride where you feel like you're, uh, um, you know, f- basically you're flying through a variety of different countries on a glider. It's like a simulated glider ride, essentially. Yeah. Uh, you go through China, you go through the U.S., you go through Sydney, uh, and it, and they have scents that make you feel as if you're on an African safari at one point. It's it's a film slash ride. It is exhilarating, and it's not a thrill ride in the sense that like you're jolting or anything. It's just a, a it's a soothing like like uh, simulator ride. It, 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 it honestly, it makes you seem. I've never been pa- parasailing, but I think it gives you that sensation that you're parasailing because yeah. your feet dangle. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, and you go through these great worldwide hallmarks to Paris. And, uh, yeah. Um, and and I love the scents. Yes. Every time you're going through a new place, there's a scent that that's reminiscent of whatever you're seeing on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when we were in India, we were looking at. Um, like a perfume or It was something. like a jasmine smell. Right. Then when we went over, um, we were going just kind of over some kind of terrain and there was an elephant and he kicked up like... Kind of dusty he, smell. Dirt, like a dusty and, and smelled like fresh grass because they were all... Uh, the elephants were walking in the grass. Um, what were some of the other sm- smells? Uh, I remember... I, I, oh, I, I can't remember. Those yeah. are the two that I remember most vividly. But I thought that was really neat. It was. And it, it, I, I just, I, my mood boosted immediately after we got off mm-hmm. the ride because we were so, somewhat tired at that point in the yeah. day. But I felt far more exhilarated yeah. coming out and just, just, uh, it really had a great effect on, on just, it's thrilling and it, and it, and it's exciting and it's fun. It's it like all the best things. Yeah. yeah. It, it's an amazing ride and I mm-hmm. highly recommend it. Anyway, you have to see Soren. If anything, and, and any of the, it's one of those attractions you really have to hit now in the parks to really get the full experience. Yes. Um, I agree. I think that that was a really great ride. So that's Epcot. And, you know, I really like Epcot in, in general. I, it's a little more sophisticated than some of the other rides. Like, I think it's probably the least kid-friendly of the four. And, and I would recommend if you're going um, if you're going to Disney World, like, 
in the middle of the week and you're going to be there during the weekend but you're also there during weekdays i would recommend doing epcot on a weekday because mm -hmm. we did it on saturday and there it was very very busy it was much busier than any of the other parks Right. Um, and I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that it was a weekend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would say, too, yeah. this is an off-season plan because I think yeah. when you get to the summer, it's probably busy every day of the uh, week yeah, where yeah. you can't even avoid it. But especially at this time of year, if you're going this time of year, she's absolutely right. It would probably yeah. be better to hit Epcot. Maybe go to Animal Kingdom towards the end. It might be a better option. Yeah, because yeah. it's a smaller park. Unless it's a sea where yeah. you have to hit everything yeah. immediately. Um, but on that end, I think it's a great park. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So now we'll switch gears to the competitor, yes. or you know the neighboring uh, park, uh, Universal Studios. Um, it's the first time I've ever been to Universal. I've usually gone just to Disney when I've gone to Orlando, and my expectations were kind of mm, it might be a watered down Disney. I actually liked Universal a lot. I think it's 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 maybe not quite on par with Disney, but I think it's it, it has attractions that are certainly I, on par with I, Disney. I beg to differ. I think it's very much on par with Disney. I think some of the rides at Universal were better than the ones at Disney. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you're talking about the thrill rides specifically, right? I'm talking about all the, any of the rides that we mm -hmm. went on. Like the Spider-Man ride, the mm -hmm. Harry Potter roller coaster. Um, what are some other really great rides? King Kong was King there. Kong. Mm -hmm. um, my, yeah. it's, I, that We did that so early in the week. I'm, yeah. I, I can't... Uh, but those, those rides were great. Yeah, Transformers. They do have a thing, though. They have the 3D uh, feature ride. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot of I them kind of follow that. Yeah. Uh, the Transformers, Spider-Man. The E.T. ride I love. Oh, E.T.'s great. Yeah. E. Which has been there, I think, for a while. Right? Yeah, E.T.'s e. very similar to uh, Peter, Peter Pan. Peter Pan's play, same yeah. Style. Um, and, yeah, the E.T. ride is a lot of fun. Uh, Soarin', I think, would be a ride that you would think you would see at Universal. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. like, I think Disney definitely took that a step. They took mm -hmm. a hint from Universal with that because it's kind of more um, mm -hmm. in line with... Yeah, that, that I mean? that's... In, but yeah. I would say, though, that the charm of some of the Disney rides, that's kind of missing from Universal. You don't have a Carousel of Progress. Those are the, like, the... The minor see, details. See, I don't. I don't really consider those rides. I consider them like attractions. I see. Yeah. Okay. You know, see what I mean? You're sitting in a chair, like the jamboree. That's an attraction. That's a yeah. show. Mm -hmm. Muppets is like a show inside, or the um, the joke. Um, oh, monsters! Monsters! Inc. It's like a show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like rides that you physically get in that you that are moving that you're doing something on. That's what I consider a ride. On that end, I completely 100% agree with you. Yeah, the rides, yeah. Are like the actual yeah. rides, like you said, like are, are, yeah. are great. And, and they are, are better. Uh, I guess my critique was more on, it was less the rides. Like, I completely agree with you. I, yeah. I think it's the overall theming of the park. It doesn't have the cohesion of a Disney park. Like, you know, and that's not necessarily their fault because I think Universal is, is, is clunkier that way just because they have a variety of properties that really don't have any yeah. business being next to one another within that they're containing areas that I think they're are, are really good. Like they have the Simpsons land, yes, which is a, almost a recreation of Springfield That's and amazing. it's beautifully Harry rendered. Potter. Harry Potter is amazing. Yeah. Harry Potter. yeah it's a five star I, attraction. I, I, I still kind of disagree. I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying that I think universal is better than Disney. I'm just saying I think it's very much on that. I think it's they're very competitive. I think they're on the same wavelength. You first walk into Universal and you hit that old Hollywood, Sunset Boulevard, Hollywood Boulevard, or whatever mm -hmm. it was called, 
Loved it. I just hate that the shops were fake. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could have went into the shops. They were just props. Right. Um, but that was beautiful. And then you had the the stars on the, you know, like the Walk yeah. of Fame. And then you had Mel's Diner right there. And I, I, maybe the transitions from one world to the other world weren't as seamless as Disney. But I think the attention that they gave to the world that you were in were really impressive. Like the Marvel world, you know, you felt like you were in a comic book. The Simpsons, I mean, that was like being in the TV show. That yeah. was really impressive. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter, I mean, mo- like jaw-dropping good. Yeah. Um, You're right on that, end. Like, yeah, those specific, like the Dr. Seuss land in Marvel Studios, and they had a cartoon land for like yeah, kind of those yeah, myriad cartoon, cartoon characters. The Dr. Seuss land, I could give or take without. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think maybe, the, the well, it is well-themed. I mean, it yeah. is all Dr. Seuss, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it depends on whether you like Dr. Seuss or not, yeah, like any of the properties. Yeah. But I, 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 I grew up with Dr. Seuss. I liked it. No, I, I do like Dr. Seuss. I'm just saying um, maybe it didn't fit in as well. Oh, you're, you're, it wasn't yeah. as, as smoothed it's not, in. It's more to, of a book. I mean, I yeah. realize they made the Dr. Seuss movies, but... Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Maybe it didn't fit in as well. The one area that I thought was clunky, and maybe this is why it stood out for me, where I didn't think it was quite on par with Disney, was the the NBC area that kind of looked like downtown New York, where you had the Transformers ride uh, and Mel's yeah. Diner and the Blues Brothers performing. And I said none of that makes any sense well, on the same. That's part. because the Transformers ride is new. There yeah, was something else that was there that probably made sense at one point in time when that building was built. Yeah. I don't know what it, what it was, but... Yeah, it just looked like a warehouse. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't, there wasn't anything they did. Yeah. yeah. And then I know the Mummy Ride looks like... Well, it looks like a museum. Yeah, that's another example. Yeah. The Mummy Ride next to the Blues Brothers, too. It did Brothers look like too. a museum, though, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, it yeah. did look like a museum, yeah. I, I do... I think... That's what I'm thinking is these yeah. rides are newer. I'm kind of in, in the middle. Like, I think... I mean, we got to talk about, like, Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah well, that's the first thing you should Harry talk about. Harry Potter is... You feel like you're in a movie, the Harry Potter movie. I mean, I would argue the theming in the Harry Potter is there is no equal in terms of just the detail of that. And yeah. For movie themed uh, yeah. things. Yeah. I mean, you are immersed completely and utterly in that world when you walk in that Diagon Alley. Especially Diagon yeah. Alley. Yeah. I mean, it's just like... More so than the castle. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy details. So if you're a Harry Potter fan, I couldn't even imagine... I enjoyed the movies and I enjoyed watching, but if you're a diehard Harry Potter fan, I could not imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, they hit every. Um, and I'm more a Star Wars person, so I'm hoping Star Wars Land is this that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it reach if Star Wars Land is that, then I'm. Oh yeah. You know. It, oh I'm happy yeah. As a bug. Yeah, me too. I'm almost insanely jealous because I'm not. Uh, you know, I don't have a strong dislike for Harry Potter. I've just never been into Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And I'm so impressed with the rendering and the details and the ride oh within God. Diagon Alley is amazing? a fantastic thrill ride yeah. where you, I the know. effects on that ride are ultra, ultra impressive. You felt like you were in a movie. Right. Yeah. And there is a train that takes you from two different sections mm-hmm. of, of what I guess is called the Wizarding World of Harry Potter yeah. in total. Yeah, that, yeah that's, I think that's what it's called. Uh, Tony, I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Diagon Alley is one section and they have Hogwarts as the second section that you're that's going right. between. Diagon Alley is kind of like the downtown... Um, it's in London. It's underground, and it's sort of like the secret wizard. They're like downtown or their capital, mm-hmm. so to speak. And then Hogwarts is the um, school mm-hmm. for witches and wizards, which is you, that's why you take the train ride. It's like way farther out. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
It, it's really well done. The train like, ride was amazing. Yeah. You guys actually got to play an interactive game with the wands, too. Like, you yes. actually purchase a wand, and you get to cast spells, quote-unquote. We did buy wands, yeah, we and did we did interact a little. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> you no. have to be very right. precise. Yeah. Uh, but we did get a, we did a, we did a, have a water fountain start spitting water out, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You almost miss it though. You're trying so hard that you almost miss that you do something. So I guess if you get skilled enough at it, which if it's if it's a game of skill, that's mm-hmm. really cool too. Um, um, but definitely, yeah. if you can come back with your wand. I mean, then that, the, and in Diagon Alley, there was the dragon that breathed real fire, and mm-hmm. you felt the heat. Yeah. From the fire, and then all the di- just diff- all of the different little shops that were doing magical things when you walked by, like the mm-hmm. bookshop, and then yeah. there was a, a clothing a, a tailor shop, and it was like had needles looking like they were knitting, and just those little details. And we that got butterbeer. Re- when you watch yeah. Harry Potter movie, that's like what you see in the movie. Right. I mean, and the butterbeer oh. was really good. It's like cream soda. Yeah. Tastes kind of like cream soda. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they really outdid themselves. The detail that was inside the bank that we that we went into to get to the ride. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You didn't go in the Hogwarts, but the Hogwarts castle was just as beautiful. Yeah, the Hogwarts the is great. Inside. Yeah. Um, you said the ride wasn't as strong in the Hogwarts section as it was in Diagon Alley. Or is that right? It was. Uh, the ride was just as good. I liked the Diagon Alley one better, personally. Mm-hmm. Because the ride in the castle was really... It was a very motion, a lot of motion. I felt I got a little dizzy when I got off because mm-hmm. it makes it seem like you're flying on the wand like Harry Potter and you're doing a lot of these. And it was and, more like the Spider-Man line, and yeah, a little yeah. bit more motion. But your feet hang, mm-hmm. kind of like soaring, where it feels like you're flying. But it was very rapid, mm-hmm. and it was like dark, and you had the 3D glasses. And I, we also, I also hadn't eaten at that point in the day too, and so mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. when I got off it, I felt a little. Um, just dizzy, kind of. Yeah. It affected me a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. But that coaster was amazing. Yeah. The, that, Harry the Harry Potter coaster at Diagon Alley is, is fantastic. <laughs> and they actually have the actors like Helena Bottom Carter and Ray Fiennes coming in yeah. to play, the, you know, and, Voldemort. And, her, and, and uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe mm-hmm. and Emma Watson. And Dumbledore's in the other rides. So yeah, he's in the castle ride. Um... I loved the Simpsons section too, mm-hmm. which is not quite as expansive as Harry Potter, obviously. But I thought that they did a great recreation Absolutely. of Moe's Tavern and and Duff, the Duff Beer, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, company. And the Quickie Mart. The Quickie Mart. Quickie uh, Mart yeah. It was great. The only disappointment I have is that the ride itself was closed, so I did not get to experience this. Yeah. For the record, the Simpsons is one of my probably my three favorite shows of all time. The classic years from the the nineties, yeah. and to see that recreated was a lot of fun. Um, I thought, like, the other smaller areas, like, they have a Dr. Seuss land, like we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. which has a cat and hat ride, and it's very much a Seussian landscape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also have kind of, like, a people mover type ride that takes you through Seuss land. Uh, it's fun if you like Dr. Seuss. Uh, it's in a strange section of the park, I think, towards the I back think, alley, almost. Yeah, and I think it's definitely geared towards kids. The rides are very tame. Yeah. Um, and there's not a whole lot going on. They're yeah. not really exciting. Um... Yeah, it was kind of in, like, a back... That's why I'm, I'm thinking maybe it was geared towards kids. Yeah. Exclusively towards yeah. kids, yeah. yeah. But if you grow up with Dr. Seuss, you'll enjoy oh, it for absolutely. what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the Conscon Island. I think that's what That's I'm a great I ride. I guess my problem is I got a little spoiled early in the day. You go on a ride like Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the first yeah. ride. And then you get on the Cat in the Hat ride, and yeah. you're like, uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
But the three D rides at Universal, like we talked about, are yeah. top notch. They're all yeah. fun. Uh, I think my favorite of the three D kind of it was Skull Island or the King Kong ride. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get one part and King Kong's fighting over you. And then you get an animatronic King Kong at the end of the ride, which is great. Which yeah. is really, a yeah. really well, well yeah. done animatronic. Oh yeah, that that's a great ride. And uh, similar to that is the Spider-Man ride in the Marvel section. Yeah. The Marvel section is basically comic book oriented. They don't have any of the film rights there. Yeah. It's yeah. one of the strangest stories in the world. <laughs> Marvel is owned by Disney, but they cannot use the characters yeah. in their own parks. But Universal has the rights to use the characters in the parks. Yeah. But it leaves it exclusively to the comic characters, which is fun. If you're a Marvel fan yeah. in any sort, you'll probably love it. Mm-hmm. But the Spider-Man ride, which is basically a comic book version of Spider-Man, yes, is fantastic. There's actually a moment where you feel like you're rising on the skyscrapers, and then you feel like you're falling. Yes, in that one moment, yeah. And uh, you um, are fighting supervillains like Doc Ock and, and the Green mm-hmm. Goblin, and they do a great job of, mm-hmm. of, of showcasing yeah. that. Yeah, that's a really fun ride. And the ET ride is so classic, and yes. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. It makes you feel like you're on the bike flying. Yeah, you feel like you're flying on the bike. You do. The only problem with the ET ride, they, they make some weird story about. Yeah, that was straight. They make oh, these yeah. weird ET creatures that are just I'm not buying. Right, but it is introduced by Steven Spielberg, which is a lot of fun. It makes you. Makes you appreciate the fact that Spielberg did not show you ET's home home yeah. planet on in the movie, but it's a great ride nonetheless. In the first half, especially, it's, yeah, it's, it's really a strong. Recreation yeah. of the movie, yeah, basically. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's equivalent to the Peter Pan ride. Yeah, yeah. I think it. Yeah, it, it is. In it, terms it, of it's what, the same style, yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, the Transformers ride was a great ride too. It's based off the Michael Bay Transformer films, which I'm not a fan of at all. I think they're terrible movies, but the ride. It makes for a much better ride than it does. Yeah. Uh, I like the Transformers as a property from my childhood, but these are the film versions, like the live-action Transformers. Uh, but it does feel like you're speeding at times in that, that yes, simulator in ride, which yeah. is a great effect. My only beef with that ride is the loud clinking, clanking of all the metal. and <laughs> it just it, It's almost kind of like what I refer to as that fight porn. You can't focus because there's too many giant big metal things in front of you, and, like, yeah. boom, 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 and everything's so loud. That yeah. that kind of bothers me. It, it worked for me as a trans- ride. I mean, yeah. that's Transformers, so that's I knew what I was kind of getting into. Yeah, I guess that's just not my thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, you I know? understand that. But Sean and I had a great privilege <laughs> after really the not. ride to meet one of our childhood right. heroes. Optimus Prime. Right. He was standing outside. It was so great to stand five feet from him. <laughs> exactly. Yes. They don't let you near him any way, shape, or form. As far as character meets, it's kind of a unique experience. Uh, Optimus Prime goes out. You can't. You have to take a picture within five feet of Prime, which I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know why you can't just take a picture. I think they want the effect of him standing over you as if he was actually yeah. Optimus Prime, yeah. maybe. It's a great suit. It looks great. And the guy, yeah. the, like the, the voice recording inside, is so funny. It's yeah. like it's an honor to meet you. Come, <laughs> and he's like, come, come by, Earthlings. You are the true heroes. Yes, yeah. thank you. It is my honor. <laughs> <laughs> they have um, a great recreation. <laughs> you remember that's what he was saying? Yeah, he was. It was a great honor to meet you. Hello, warriors. And yeah. Things are. It was kind of awkward dialogue, just like the movies, you yeah. know. With I him, think, I think it's played for the speakers, and he just reacts to that scene. <laughs> he probably does. Yeah. It's playing on a loop. Uh, I'm trying to think of there has there was a cartoon area of all these random cartoon characters like Bullwinkle oh, and Popeye. Yeah, the Betty Boop. Like the classic Pretty cartoon, yeah. yeah. That 
was a fun little section. That was a nice little section. Toontown or whatever. Yeah, it, like they had yeah. like I think they had a Blondie and Dagwood restaurant there. Yeah. Uh, Betty like Betty Boop as mm-hmm. you mentioned and Flash Gordon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a fun section. Uh, Mel's Diner they have is a great recreation of the yes. American Graffiti Diner, mm-hmm. which is a nice. Touch. I really enjoyed my experience at Mel's Diner. Um, when we first got in, I ordered uh, ice cream. Or no, wait a minute. I didn't order ice cream. I ordered cherry pie oh, yeah. and coffee. Yeah. And we, the rest of us got ice cream and everything. And, and I went outside to get our table. And right when I got to um, the table, I sat down. And you really feel like you're at a 50s diner. It's really remarkable. I, I love it. I love 50s diners. Mm-hmm. And I sit down, and they start playing I Only Have Eyes For You, which is one of my all-time favorite 50s songs. Mm-hmm. So I, And the weather was beautiful, and I'm just sitting outside, and... I'm listening to I Only Have Eyes For You, and I'm at Mel's Diner, and, and across from me is that old Hollywood Boulevard mm-hmm. street, so it looks very old-fashioned, and yeah. I was like, this is their life. Yeah. It I is. Love this. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think the four rides there make it worthwhile for sure, too. Like, I think the Transformers, Spider-Man, E.T., and uh, the Kong rides are standouts. We didn't go on the Jurassic Park ride, although they do a great recreation yeah. of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the actual, like, I think the... Uh, the Visitor Center. Visitor, visitor Center from the film. Um, it was fun. Uh, I, I wish... I feel like there should be more though there. If I have one complaint about the Jurassic Park world, I think there oh, should yeah. be some. They should have a 3D ride or something. And I'm sure with the Jurassic World, maybe um, they're working on movies yeah. coming out that there's going to be more done there. So yeah, it's an expansive property, so they're See, probably going to be adding more and more yeah. to it. Um, I also really liked the horror show that we went and saw. Didn't oh, you that was fun. That? Yeah. that was a lot of fun. Yeah. They have a horror makeup show mm-hmm. where they kind of go through the different classic Universal. Monsters and how they were designed by makeup and everything. And the guy was really yeah, funny who told funny. that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed my experience. I think the good thing about Universal is you could probably hit both parks in one day. It's probably worth That's just doing did. that. Yeah. yeah. You could probably do a weekend, just a weekend with Universal. Parks and are right next to it. They are. You take the Harry Potter train, yeah, which is a great Potter ride. Train. Yeah. And then you can get transferred to each park. To and, to and fro. Yeah. yeah, it really, Harry Potter is a must-see. And on the train, it's like, the windows aren't actually windows, they're, um, they're like TV screens, so you're watching, it, it basically makes it seem like you're <laughs> on your journey from Diagon Alley yeah. to Hogwarts, and then yeah. the reverse on the way home. Yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like. I really was really impressed with Universal, I think it's definitely worth checking out. I think it's going to grow on me more and more over yeah. the years. Uh, after all these years of going to Disney, I'm starting to convert over to the universe. I think Universal is going to improve mm-hmm. as it goes on. They don't have as much room as Disney to develop as much. Yeah. So there's some disadvantages, but within that realm, I think they're going to get better and better. They're learning from Disney too. You could tell that they oh, both absolutely. both companies yeah. are kind of yeah. taking cues from each other, as we mentioned yeah. earlier, and improving the parts. The people that benefit from the competition uh, are the, the, consumer. the consumer, which is the way it should yeah. operate. Yeah. And the thing with that too is is. Uh, uh, you know, Disney also, they have a, a large part of their market is children. So mm-hmm. they do still have to um, appeal to that that market. Yeah. But the nice thing with Universal is because it's just movies, their market's so broad. Yeah. So they can continue to improve yeah. things, upgrade, change yeah. things. Whereas Disney in some ways really needs to keep certain things the same, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but so so that and I and I also you know I love movies. Not that I don't like Disney or, or Disney movies, but um, 
that's why I think a, I really enjoyed Universal a lot too because it was obviously movie based. All of it, it yeah. was almost like like a heightened Hollywood Studios kind of. Yeah, is what it was. Yeah, I think uh, one difference I see, and I think Sean alluded to, it, is the charm. I think Hollywood Studios is a little bit more charm. I don't know what it is. There's just a little bit more nostalgic. Mm-hmm. I mean, Universal has it, but Universal seems like it's more just you, you could see everything. I guess. Disney does a great job of hiding stuff. Yeah. So you just see what you're supposed to what see. see. So yeah. it has a more effect on Universal. Is like you could see Simpsons yeah. <laughs> walking in the door. Yeah. I, I think it's so open. Yes, yeah. exactly. And that's probably what I was getting at earlier with the difference mm-hmm. of the two that Universal is still at, a, at like a, a newborn stage in some ways with that. Although the service at Universal surprised me. They're oh, actually great. very nice and very efficient. Yeah. Getting on par with Disney. So they've really, they really are getting in that. That realm. I think the big difference, though, Disney has those magic bands. Almost everything is interconnected. They have four different parks. Mm -hmm. Everything is really well thought out. They really put a lot of time into where the attractions are centered, like Scott said, and stuff. It's also called Disney World. Yeah. It's not Universal World. Yeah. Yeah. Universal happens to just be a park in the middle of all that. I mean, can you imagine if Universal had four different parks? Yeah, and they really can't yeah. because I think Universal is mostly a movie studio where Disney has become more of an all-encompassing empire in a variety exactly. of different ways. Yeah. And, and Disney himself had so many variety of interests in his life. I think a lot of those parks are reflected on like the future and yeah. the world. Disney's one man's vision. Universal is just a studio. A studio, like, yeah. But they within that front, they do a great job. Yes. Uh, the only thing that threw me off was, like, like I said, having the Blues Brothers and the Transformers... I think that's an example of where they could have spread those yeah. rides, found a better way. Like, the Transformers probably belongs on the side with Jurassic Park and those other attractions, yeah. not necessarily in that NBC, yeah. which is a minor nitpicking thing. Nobody's going to pay attention to that except well, for Well, they people. probably didn't have the space. I mean, yeah. you look, yeah. they didn't have the land. That Transformers ride is huge. It is. It's like a massive a ride. <laughs> it's a box. It's yeah. actually a, literally a, a tall box. box. Yeah. 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 Uh, and but the, I, I mean, I totally see your point. I'm just saying it was probably one of those... An act of desperation on their end, where they didn't have land, but they wanted to get this yeah. change of ride out. And, and Disney's been around for a lot longer too. It's been oh, like yeah. forty years that they've been over forty years that they've been there, and a lot of it's adapted from stuff that Walt developed in the fifties. So mm-hmm. there's a history there. Absolutely, Universal has a much younger history, mm-hmm. and and they're still finding themselves. I think they're still developing into where they're going to be in peak form themselves, mm-hmm. but they're getting there. I mean, the Harry Potter, I think, is going to be yeah. the standard by which everything if, else in the if park. That's, if that's the look into the future, what they can do for each of their properties. They're in great they shape. They're in great shape. Absolutely. I mean, I liked it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did, too. I, I, I don't... I'm not a... Uh, I appreciated them both, and mm-hmm. I think they were both great parks. Yeah. You know, they had different things to offer. Mm-hmm. They're different companies. You know, yeah. you've got to kind of keep mm-hmm. that perspective... Um, but I really enjoyed it. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. What were your uh, favorites throughout all of the attractions? Like, if you had to pick like a couple, it, it doesn't have to be like a top three or anything, but just like some that come to mind that you would say are standouts for you. That like my favorite, your, your personal rides favorites or things or um, anything. It doesn't even have to be a ride. The six parks we went to. Oh well, I mean, I love highlights. I love the old Hollywood streets mm-hmm. in both Universal and Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could literally have a theme park. Just all, all of that. The whole theme park. Me too. Things like that. And restaurants, shopping. Yeah. You know, make it make it like an old Hollywood world. Mm-hmm. I would love that. Um, I really love the theming mm-hmm. that I've seen in, in all the different parks. Uh, the attention to detail that I was talking about earlier. Just the little things. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I really just liked how immersive it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I listed some of the, the rides that stood out to me a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, that I really enjoyed, but I, 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 I liked just about all the attractions we went into, like all the different shows and stuff that mm-hmm. we saw. I thought mm-hmm. were really, really good. I mean, really, there wasn't a bad thing to do. No. Mm-hmm. You know, the yeah. weather was fantastic. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it really was like an ideal trip. Yeah. You can't complain. Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's hard to narrow down. It's really hard to say. I mean, you know I love the old Hollywood stuff. Yeah. So, of course, I like that Chinese theater. and the Great movie ride seems like the great, epitome I, I of what you go for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if I was running a show, <laughs> I, intended, I would change a couple things. But um, mm-hmm. Well, that's the fun thing about it. You all become like a couch armchair Imagineers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. And, uh, which is what they call Disney. But you can also mm-hmm. project it on Universal. You say, oh, Absolutely. I would love it. I can yeah. see them doing this. and. It's a fun thing to do, you know, and uh, um, it's it's funny how close they get to, they do things that you never thought they would do, and there's always room for something cool they can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about it when we're down there as well. Yeah. I loved all, just I loved all the, the nostalgia. Yeah. And I felt very inspired when I was down there, and I mean, almost every every day in each one of the parks I was saying, it's oh, I have a great idea. Yeah. It'd be cool if they did this or they did this. And, and as a creative person, that was really energizing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love the I love the way that, that being in the parks made me feel. I 100% agree with you on that. Like, I, if there's one reason that I keep going back to these parks is that as a, as a person who enjoys, like, who feels creative, it's creative, yeah. it's creatively energizing being in those parks because you're surrounded mm-hmm. by so much ingenuity and creativity yeah. and all the thought that goes into those rides and you come away inspired by that to continue doing yes. your own thing Absolutely. so it seems like a weird thing these corporate theme parks would be inspiring <laughs> to creative people but they are i mean yeah. they're so immaculately uh rendered and immaculately realized fully realized that you can't help but be inspired and the nostalgia like in hollywood studios there is that little planet hollywood mm-hmm. i don't think they're even around anymore as a come i don't think the restaurants are around anymore if they are yeah. they're very far and few yeah. But I loved that place in the 90s when I was growing up because they had all the costumes from different movies and uh, sometimes movie stars would go there and stuff. I loved, anytime we would be around a Planet Hollywood, I'd beg Dad if we could go in and, yeah. you know, get something to eat um, because I loved them. And so walking into that one at Hollywood Studios, and what do we see in the front entrance? Kami Joe Johnson's yeah. costume from the yeah. Power Rangers movie. Yeah. I mean, oh my goodness, could that have been any better? They can't. You know, it's just that that nostalgia and that excitement, and uh, <laughs> kind of like like I the like what I touched on when I was talking about the Little Mermaid ride, just that feeling of of kind of like feeling like you're at home and that you're connecting with with your younger self, and you're connecting with the roots of the things that make you who you are, the things that you loved as a kid. Um, I think no matter what happens in life. We never forget those things, mm-hmm. and most times we end, we still like them. Mm-hmm. You know, as we continue to age, um, because they they were so fundamental to shaping us mm-hmm. when we were young. Oh, I mean, uh, I I agree with you on mm-hmm. that because I think uh, Universal had properties that were near and dear to my heart, like yes. the Simpsons and the Transformers. Even though the Transformers is is not the version I grew up with, it's tied to that mm-hmm. property and. And Spider Man, and just variances, and it's exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm very nostalgic, mm-hmm. uh, as anybody knows, and uh, it, it is great to see that stuff there, and yeah. it, it, it's reinvigorating, like you said, Absolutely. to come back to that. Yeah. 
Um, one thing I wanted to touch on too is like right before you go into Universal, there are shops that are set up that are really nice. Mm-hmm. And before you go into the park, that's a nice feature they yes. have that you can shop at these actual chain places mm-hmm. and eat. And that's right, I forgot about that. Yeah. So you don't actually have to get a ticket to go into the park to still enjoy that atmosphere. Exactly, it's great. Yeah. And Disney has a similar area called the Disney Springs, which is um, it used to be called Downtown Disney, where they it's just kind of an area of different restaurants and stuff. It's really nice, really well rendered. They have an AMC theater there. And oh, nice. Giardelli's, which I like the city the walk. Yeah. Um, and they have a nice store called the World of Disney, which is probably the best store that was there at the parks. If that have one criticism, it's that a lot of the Disney gift shops pretty much I sell agree. the same stuff. And they, they probably did. should make it more varied, varied, yeah. a lot more variants than I that. I totally agree. And Disney, uh, what, what's going on with the Mary Poppins gifts? No, yeah. <laughs> we got one pillow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I will say it. There was one big moment was meeting, having Tony meet Mary Poppins. I mean, yeah. that was such a big thrill and unexpected. I, mean, I got giddy like a little girl. Yeah, that was that was probably the big moment of the trip for me. Um, I don't know what the trip, what if there was a specific thing. Uh, well, for me, I think. For me, it was checking in with the Magic Band. No, I mean, it was like uh, um, I actually like the Magic Bands, but uh, I think I think Universal was a highlight for me just because I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it and how yeah. well it was. It exceeded my expectations. You know, Disney is still like as theme parks go, and I'm not really a big Disney aficionado, and it might surprise people from how much I've gushed over this. I just think the parks are so well rendered, and I like yeah. Walt's vision. With the Americana and the futuristic angles, those are the things about Disney. It's not the Disney princesses; it's like Epcot and Tomorrowland yeah. and Frontierland that really stand out for me. And Hollywood Studios, which I think is amazing. Uh, yeah. Star Wars fanatics, Hollywood Studios is your park now. Yeah. Um, yes. But I think the highlight is that, and I also think like uh, Disney continues to improve as well. So it's it's really exciting town Orlando to go down on vacation. Yeah. yeah. It really was. Uh, it was a fun, a fun, fun time. It just flew by. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've exhausted as much as we can. I, I hope that everybody uh, gets a lot of uh, any sort of tidbits or just our reflections. And if it encourages you to go down there, I hope that's the best part of it. Because I think it's expensive, but it's well worth It's one of the things that's really well worth the expense to go down there and experience Disney and World I, and Universal. I think it's, as someone who has just went for the first time and went with... People who are her family, mm-hmm. you know, I think that was such a great experience. So if you get the chance and the opportunity to go with people that you love, your family, yeah. I highly recommend doing that versus like a school trip or something like that. I mean, I'm sure yeah. a school trip would be fun, but um, I think that there's just a beautiful. Well, you see so many times where kids running in and a mom is excited because the kids has met Milan mm-hmm. or Mary Poppins. Yeah, or, mm-hmm. I mean, you just see the look on a kid's face. It's just like you can't imagine. It's, yeah. an, it, it's, it's, it's inspiring. Yeah. I'll tell you, like I said, uh, and I can't emphasize it enough, if you're a creative person and you go down to these places and you, you get immersed in these worlds for a few hours, mm-hmm. you will come back re- reinvigorated creatively Absolutely. and you'll have a lot of yeah. ideas. Uh, and if you're just a regular person, it's still just fun and great escapist entertainment. Yeah, absolutely. And I, uh, I don't know if they're listening or if they are listening, if they made it this far, because I think this one was a little bit lengthy, (laughs) but I just want to send a huge, um, appreciation and thanks to Ed and Lori, um, our parents for letting me enjoy this experience and be a part of it. And, um, you know, it just meant a lot and I really had a great time. Yeah. No, it was great to mm-hmm. 
they uh, uh, they have us down there and we enjoy it as a family. So that's probably the best part about it. Absolutely. You know, yeah. if you think about it. So yeah. uh, we're very grateful for that. We are. And uh, I think that pretty much wraps yeah. it up. Uh, go and check out the parks when you have a chance, kids. Yeah. Yes. It's the best place to go. Ride the Tower of Terror. Yes. Tower of Terror. Think of me. <laughs> and it's a big, bold, beautiful tomorrow or whatever. It's a great, <laughs> big, beautiful, beautiful tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> For every hour it something, goes. Something, something, something. We can maybe just play that song. Yeah. Just play the clip, yeah. Thanks, right. everybody. We'll see you next time. most exciting, the far, the most important part of our Florida project, in fact, the heart of everything we'll be doing in Disney World will be our experimental prototype city of tomorrow. We call it Epcot. <laughs>